Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast. And what do you know, it's been a big week in gaming. I'm Swinney for episode 99 for this Sunday, the 9th of October, 2022. So what are we chatting about this week? We're chatting about, surprise, surprise, the Super Mario movie trailer. And what do we think about it? Overwatch 2 launches with some impressions and some controversy, maybe. Mm. Analog pocket cores are getting DRM. What? Intergod will fill us in on the details of that. And we check in on how our 2022 gaming resolutions are tracking. So if you'd like to support the show, we'd love to get you to subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. If you're a mega fan, come join us in the Discord. All the links are in the description below or at bigweekpod.com. Joining us today, as usual, is our executive producer, Intergot. Hello, hello. And Mike. Oh, hi. No title for me. Yeah, I don't have a I title for I used to be you. the interrupter-in-chief. Yeah, I thought about putting that back in, but then I'm like, <laughs> that's just going to start creeping up. That's going to be like a slippery slope again to our crazy intros we used to have, which part of me does miss them. So maybe maybe we'll have to come up with a new title for you, Mike. It used to be the host, but now you're like... I got what demoted. Do, what do you so do? Just Mike. <laughs> I'm just Mike. We actually need to like go through, because next week's, next week's 100 episodes, right? So yeah. we should actually be like... I'm, I've been on every episode because you guys don't want to run the show without me, given the producer roles. It's, it's not so much <laughs> a don't, I think it's um, yeah. a mix of laziness and inc- incapable. <laughs> that was also you're going to go, how. it's like, it's not anything to do with you, it's only you know how to turn it on. <laughs> but we you need know that, how to do the fancy stuff. Yeah, we need We need that Wikipedia thing, you know, where they have the bands and they go, these, these are the people who have been in the bands for how long and everything <laughs> like that. Like when did Mike come on? Who was hosting when <laughs> it's like when the lead singer changed or something. Very Pink well, Floyd style band. Actually, I've, I've only it. missed one episode. I've missed, oh, there were, there right? were two. I know yeah, there were two. Re- I think it was, yeah, there was two. One. I thought it was two. There no, was there one. was one, there was one wow. episode, but there were two live reactions I didn't do. So mm. there, That's... there was like a game awards and a state of play, a rea- live yeah, reaction that you guys did. Yeah, but I think it's the episodes that, yeah, the, the the one episodes, but I mean, I can't miss. Uh, I can't compare to one hundred percent attendance. Like Mr. Right, yeah. Actually, that I didn't think about that as well. We've done a whole bunch of reactions. So I've done all of the reactions as well. Obviously, you've done everything, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Can I just bring up, given that we're in the banter before we go into the show? You know, like we're having this argument post show around titling last week's show, which I, I think it was a very <laughs> good title in the end, right? Yeah. Yes. And, like, we won't go through all the discussion, right? But I just want to say, because Swinney handled the clips and the upload, all that stuff this week, mm. <laughs> when when I logged into my YouTube and saw the dictator of Saudi Arabia in the thumbnail, I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I know, was, like, literally thinking about changing it myself. I did, I did, my, I did my research. There's a... Uh, He's on his face is on thousands of thumbnails. So, okay. okay. So yeah. we're not gonna yeah. be targeted or No, it's MBS MBS man, he's got a big ego. He's got a big ego, man. Like it's, ego. it's not it's not like a photoshopped him devil horns or anything. <laughs> no, but you know, part of it's funny for me is because like we do this show just kind of like as a catch up almost. And then you know, randomly we'll talk about Duke Nukem and then the guy who creates Duke Nukem starts talking to us, yeah. right? I mentioned this in the comments. <laughs> so we, we often talk as if we're talking to a vacuum and then people actually talk back to us. And I just think with this dude, if, if there's one dude, I don't think we should cross, it's probably him. Probably. So, but what if he turns around and he goes, listen, boys, I've got, a, I've got an boys. offer for you. I, I, I want to import you guys over here. And I'm going to pay you... 
half a mil each. You just have to come year? to the embassy. You have to come to the embassy. You have to come to the embassy. There's nothing dodgy about it, boys. Oh. Just come to the embassy. <laughs> Bring your phone or not, whatever. Look, I ran through a lot of those scenarios in my head when I, I when I created that thumbnail. So don't. don't I, I thought about it. Well, but this so. is what I love about your risk aversion. You're like, it's worth risking our lives. <laughs> for a thumbnail in our show. <laughs> I did like that. That did make me laugh. But I, I do I do feel a bit comforted that you're saying he's in other oh, thumbnails. Oh, heaps, man. Like, that's why I looked yeah, it up. Yeah, but all those like... people are dead. <laughs> hey, did my students oh, die? Look, yeah, you're, oh, you're oh, dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's coming. It's already happening. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's gone. No, I, I, what, what? Wait, did you do that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Can oh, you guys still hear me though? I thought it was Mike who did it. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> Wait, He's sending you a signal, dude. He's sending oh, a signal. <laughs> All right, MBS, we're changing the thumbnail as we speak. Oh, man, the time, the timing. Wow, what, what the wow. hell even happened? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. Can you hear us? What the hell even happened? Yeah, I could, I, could, I could hear it perfectly fine the whole time. I just couldn't see my stream. <laughs> <laughs> just froze all of a sudden. <laughs> it went black. <laughs> oh, man. That is kind of spooky, actually. Wow. Oh. I like how we're all that, laughing that about happens. it. He's like, these fuckers don't like know my That's power. Never. <laughs> that has never ever happened. I'm not crossing this guy just in case. Fuck that. Yeah, tell me your opinion oh. about him again, Mike. <laughs> oh, I love him to bits. He's the best. Oh. Right. But just just to go down this dangerous road again, I did decide during the week. I'm like, you know what? If they buy a publisher, I'm not gonna get any games from that publisher anymore. Not that it's a boycott, but it's basically a boycott. That's a boycott, so yeah. They're, they're oh, look, we're getting that. hard in the chat. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone in the chat. The question is always... mega.com future is here, dating AI. <laughs> wow. It's all <laughs> hey, He's coming up. What is going on? He's what is going on? How many, how uh, many windows? Match. How many windows uh, can go? Because like, can you eventually cover Mike's face with those chat windows? No, no, I can show you. It's a, it's a, up to his mouth. Oh damn! It's up to his mouth, and then it's got oh, a bit man. of a fade on it. I've blocked that user. Sorry, sixty nine megacom Oh, but it had an eighty four percent chance strike rate. Oh thing. man, I can't. Part of me almost wants to go to sixty nine megacom right now. But I need to host the show. I'll so. bring it up on the screen. We'll go. Uh... <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, that was that was fun. Um, Intergod. Yes. What have you been up to this week? Or what have I been playing? Or or up to? It's up to you. You okay. can talk about anything you want. There's no laws now. <laughs> There's no you laws. Didn't really play much this We're week, breaking. did you? Uh, oh, just a couple of things. I actually injured myself, my wrist oh. playing Splatoon three. <laughs> so I had to, I've like laid off it a little bit. Like I still played it a bit, but <laughs> like <laughs> the thing is, some about of the weapons you have to you have to keep pressing the button to you know activate Man. the firing. So I, I think yeah. I need to avoid those weapons seriously. Dude, dude, you you like you're you catching know? up to me now. Yeah, I was gonna say this old age. Nothing from this old age. <laughs> no, I just feeling it in the hands. <laughs> but that's pretty common if you like, even with younger people, if you're playing something too much and everything like that. I know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Pick grass as always. Uh, one thing is, I don't know if you guys ever see Skill Up, the reviewer, the Aussie. Yes. He's an Aussie guy, yeah. actually. Um. I I do think like most of the time where he's at based or like his views on stuff, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty similar to me. 
he played uh, Gotham Knights. Mm-hmm. And it was a bit like, yeah, like it's okay and everything. And I'm like, okay, cancel pre-order. <laughs> like, I had a cheap pre-order Damn. on Amazon and I'm like, <clears throat> As, I just know it's going to be one of those games that's like maybe like a, a 79 or something like that, you know? It's just, I don't have time, especially with, around that time. Mm. With like Bayonetta 3, Mario Rabbids 2, and then God of War 2 slash 5. So. It kind of feels like the game that they will improve a bit after launch as well like it just feels like that kind of game um so yeah i have no idea to base that off anything it's just a feeling i agree i agree and i think also that's the kind of game that will get discounted or end up on like a billion different versions of game pass or playstation plus and all that stuff so i think i'll just chill on it um the other one is i'd played overwatch 2 which like was it's so weird right like, you go install Overwatch 2 and installs in program files slash Overwatch. Right? Mm. <laughs> like, nah. It's like they don't even believe that it's Overwatch 2. <laughs> and, like, there's other stuff in it where it just says Overwatch. And I'm like, this is... I don't know why I think that's so weird, but I think it is really weird. Mm. The fact that Overwatch 1 was promised to be playable along with Overwatch 2 and then they just terminated Overwatch 1 is, like, also super Well, they didn't weird. terminate Overwatch 1 because it's technically still Overwatch 1. Wow, yeah. <laughs> mm. that, Look, it, we've got a whole new segment just for anyone. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I won't go into so. it further. Yeah, we'll, we'll jump I mean, give also. impressions. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it then. That's a good point. And the last thing, just briefly, is, like, I just fired up Diablo 3 because I didn't realise you could play for free up to a certain point. So I'm like, I've actually I never either, really actually. played Diablo apart from Diablo Immortal, which is probably not a good first experience. Hmm. Like, this is the ultra dumb question, Mike, because I know you're like the mm-hmm. big fan of it on PC. X fan, yeah. So I booted up and then I start moving the WASD key stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck's going on? I can't move or anything. Mm-mm. And I'm like, what? Like the uh, And then I started doing like the arrow keys. I'm like, is this fucking an old school game like got arrow keys or some shit? Nope. I'm like, wait, you have to click the mouse everywhere yeah. <laughs> to move? I'm like, what? Yeah. Yep. It actually Unless, that's like, unless you're playing on console. Sure, yeah, but I... I yeah, but that's how Diablo has always been. No, Diablo, that, Diablo 3 on console is amazing. It's one of the yeah. best PC ports ever. Really, really good. Sure, I know, but it's but, in my mind, it's a it's, it's like playing FPSs on a, no, I was on actually, a I was, console. I can't do it. I was surprised Immortal surprised, yeah. had WASD. Yes, because Immortal was before did. that had it. Exactly. Yeah, that was the only one that did, which yeah. is weird because it was ported from a mobile, so... Maybe I can kind of see why that was because on mobile you got like the stick yeah. instead of sure. WASD. But no, nah, none of the Diablos ever had WASD. So I thought that was I weird at first and then I started click. playing it a bit and I'm like, I can super understand how this game's super addictive. Well, like I was uh, like, I guarantee we'll buy weird. Diablo 4 on day one. Trust me, you got, like, <laughs> the, the, the console controls that they did for that is, it's almost like crazy what they how well they did it. Because really, that's really why yeah. even like playing on something like Switch, I don't know performance-wise, but would even be great yeah, on Switch it, it just because wasn't of too bad on Switch, how, well yeah. it, how well it translates. And I can't remember on the PC, did the PC have the dodge or did they add that for the controller option? I don't. That I haven't got up to a bit where I've had to like dodge. Because it's really sense like a roll dodge. I don't I remember dodging. Only had a I, roll dodge. I, I thought there at is least on I'm console only, but I could be wrong. Yeah, but I, I think you're going, Mike. Sorry. No, I was gonna say it. 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 it you could tell because I remember talking about it when it came out on PC. The way it was set up and the way the skills were set up compared to previous games, it was designed with console in mind as well, and you could tell it was sort of ground up designed with that and that's why yeah when it came out on console i'm like fuck this actually works really really well for a console game of this type so yeah, 
Yeah, just confirmed. Yeah, really so good. they added a dodge roll in the console ports. So yeah, that's why it why also feels it really nice because of that. So, mm. I yeah. So it's funny. I I kind of thought that they they didn't do that with Diablo three and Mike. I thought like it came out on PC and then they were like they had to re-engineer some parts of the game to make it work for console. No, it came out first on PC, but I just remember having conversations with if you guys remember the G Man. Um, about how something about it felt like it was designed to also be on consoles. They they sort of simplified some of the the, mm. the skills, but yeah, it was it was. I, I mean, I don't know. It's it's, it's an mm. excellent game and it's a Blizzard game. They polish everything. Um, I did actually watch. Um, I think um, what's the dude who does the the videos of of the Game Maker's Toolkit? Mark, Mark Brown. Brown. Yeah. Uh, he did a video fairly recently, I think, because I just watched it, I think, yesterday or something, about um, uh, it featured Diablo and the health globes that get dropped in Diablo. Yeah, apparently they tried all well. sorts of different types of, of, of healing. And, you know, they had one healing where um, the first time you hit the healing button or the, you, you chug the potion down, it would heal 100%, then 75%, then 50%, then 25%. But they realized that wasn't working anyway because people would keep spamming potions <laughs> even if it's only 25% effectiveness. So they kind of played and iterated with all the ideas until they came up with the, the health globe things that get dropped by enemies. Oh, that was really cool. Interesting mm. little design concept that you kind of don't think about it too much, but it works really, really well. So, yeah, let's yeah, talk about game. let's talk about other YouTube videos that we've watched recently. But... Well, I thought it was relevant because you know it 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 was it was a, it's a big part of how Diablo <clears throat> changed um, in that sense compared to yeah. the previous titles. Diablo is a little bit like Bloodborne for Swinney. It's like I I've, I've watched more about Diablo, the making of Diablo, <laughs> the history of Diablo. Like I know the fact that Diablo three runs at sixty frames per second on the Switch. Which is awesome, right? It but actually does. Diablo sure 2 Resurrected that. runs at 30. Yes. <laughs> which is weird. Just... So, yeah, I don't, look, I, I think hmm. for me, I'll just go in on Diablo 4 and go on that little wave there. It feels like it's the same Uh-oh. type of game each time. So I might have to join you, but I worry, man. I worry, especially playing with other people. That's how you get hooked. Oh well, don't worry. We never play any co-op games, so <laughs> don't no, have to true. worry about that. So. But this is this is the one you don't want to end up playing co-op. <laughs> no, nah, like I always have a limit. You know how I am. Like I don't go. I go crazy for a period of time, but yeah, but, yeah. Just to play. Yeah, like I, I can see how people get hooked on it. It's very uh, just rhythmic. The game, just like I was just. I was going to only play it for like five or ten minutes, and I played it for like a couple of hours, I think. Damn. So I was just like, no, 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 I killed this. Oh, yeah, I get some more loot. Oh, yeah, I better go get that loot. Oh, I gotta better upgrade. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm like getting sucked into this game. I'm going to delete it. <laughs> yeah, but that's me. Mike, how about you? What have you been playing this week? Yeah, n- not a hell of a lot, but one thing that I did play a bit of um, was Saints Row the Third on Switch. And it actually... Wait, what? It actually plays really... Yeah. So it is on some. Is that one of the most random? Like I've just been playing this this week. Like <laughs> yeah, it is a bit random. Um, and I well, I I I played it. Oh gosh, I don't know how many hours. It was sort of a little bit on and off. Um, but it it's it surprisingly plays pretty well on Switch. I mean, it's it's an old what three sixty era game. Yeah, think, from yeah. memory. So it did, it did get a like a remaster on the the cons- the generation after, but. Um... Yeah, it's, I mean, that game's, a lot of people like that game. So. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. So it's, it's you know, it, it comes from the generation where I think it probably, probably would have been around GTA 4, which was a completely different kind of game. GTA 4 
real kind of physics, a lot more realism in that sense, whereas this is over-the-top, crazy, fun, bullshit gameplay. Um, and it's actually, it's really fun. And the humor in it, I hate to admit, I actually don't mind it. Not all it's, of it, it's, but it's, there's like right, some really dumb, humor. funny parts. It's yeah, your okay, humor. maybe it's my humor. No, it's just, it's, it, there's a lot of childish dumb shit in it, and I like it. It doesn't take yes. itself seriously at all, which I think is really cool. Um, and it runs okay-ish. It's actually, uh, it's got dynamic resolution, which you can switch on and off. So I played it a fair bit with dynamic resolution on, and you can really see it kicking in when you drive, especially above a certain speed, and things are kind of blurring past, and you can see the resolution kind of going lower. Um, but you can switch it off, and performance-wise, it's actually not too bad. It's not you know, a, a perfect 60, but there are, because it, it also isn't locked in anything because you can tell sometimes it feels like a 60 and then sometimes it feels like somewhere over 30, maybe a 40 or something, but it's decent. Like it runs really, really well and it's fun. And you know, you guys have played Saints Row before, so. I've never played it. Um, you haven't. Okay, damn. It's, it's, if you find it cheap, worth picking no. up on the Switch. Zero and it also chance. has motion controls, which is really cool. Only when you, when you, uh, when you like zoom in, with the the left trigger, it actually has motion controls for like more fidelity. That feels a bit that of a really weird well. like addition to add in of a switch port for Saints Row, like an old game. I don't know, maybe that four, four is out as well. On Was, did Saints Row ever get a Wii U port? Or am I? I'm just thinking, no. like, why would it have had a motion controls added? To it, you know? <sighs> what what game was that? There was there's some other game that sounds very similar to that. Like I think it even has the third in the title. I can't remember the Oh, name no, Devil's one. Third. Yeah, Devil's, Devil's Third. Third, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, it, was just, it just feels weird, but I guess they thought, hey, if we had a new feature for the Switch version, then... Uh, totally. Yeah. Get some new sales. But it it and, does uh, actually work. Like, they've done that with quite a few games, and people will go, oh, I better get that, because it's got this extra yeah, feature. I never, I never finished life. it. I mean, I didn't get it because of that feature or anything. I just thought, hey, mm. it was cheap, and I thought it was like seven bucks or something. Um, I think... Um, and I wanted to give it a crack and see what it's like on the Switch. My chance of playing it, Mike, like I have played more of GTA 1 and 2 by far yeah. than GTA 3 or 4 or 5. There's like no chance I'm going to play a Saints Row game. Like that yeah. sense of humor is just nah. Sorry. It's, 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 well, the thing You're about it is. You're not going to win this battle. No, 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 no. I'm it's not trying to win any <laughs> battle. I don't, I, I'm not. I'm just, I'm trying to think about it because obviously I've, I've, my my sense of humor and what I'm interested in and what I find funny in games has changed over the years as well. So, you know, this game, I don't, I don't even remember when it came out. It's got to be 10 years plus, right? It came out the 2011. Yeah. There it was received well. Like, um, I was actually shocked. Hmm. It's like 80s, like low 80s. Like yeah. It's the kind of sense of humor that I guess, I don't know if it'll pass nowadays either, but because it's so ridiculously over the top stupid in so many ways, oh, maybe... I think that, you know, because, like, you, you remember that the new Saints Row game came out this year, just, like, a yeah, month or so yeah. ago. Or a couple of months ago. And um, they didn't go with that style of sense of humor. Because, uh, you know, obviously, they're, I think, nervous about reception. I could see how they, I but I think see how they would I, be totally nervous. No, but I think they would actually do better if they, they went against the grain. Like, they oh, did it's still, stuff. It's still a ridiculous sense of humor, just not as far-fetched. Mm. It's not as... Um, like Saints Row Third is when they started really going crazy with like sci-fi, and and, yeah, like yeah. So it's more grounded. It's still stupid. I think the main issue people had with that reboot is apparently just was pretty bland and boring and buggy so, as hell. 
Yeah, from what from what people said, yeah. I played it. I yeah, can't judge it. So. I definitely won't play that. <laughs> like, I'd more likely play Saints Row the Third. So, hmm. anything else, Mike? Um, I, I d- dabbled in a couple of little things. I uh, continued little a little bit more of Proteus. Um, cool. Not a lot, but um, again, awesome game. And it is actually on PC, as we talked about, but it wasn't available as part of the standard interface where you go to see the latest games that have yes. been yeah, added I know, to Game I Pass, that, yeah. Which is effing confusing it's so buggy. That's why I didn't it's think so it was buggy. on. The software is so buggy, man. Well, that, Unless have, it was I there with, already. I had really... that with Turtles when we went to go play Turtles. Which <laughs> yeah, was, that's, that's right. That was like a marquee release for Game Pass that month. That app is so shit. Yeah. So I mean, weird. I understand they don't like you know they're not very familiar with the platform they're making their app on, so it's you know <laughs> it's understandable. It must be challenging. Uh, and then I played about five minutes of um, I think it's it just came out on on Game Pass called Kingdom Dynasties or something Medieval no, Dynasties. Yeah, Medieval Dynasties. But evil that's the one. Yeah. So I played five minutes. I say because I started playing. And I'm like, hey, this is kind of cool. I think it's right up my alley. I love those kind of survival games. So you start off and you, you're in like a forest pathway and then I'm like foraging and picking all the twigs and rocks because I know I'm going to need them later and then come into this clearing and you see this cool landscape. There's a ton of pop-in, but whatever. And then I'm walking down and I'm thinking, man, I could really get into this game. And there's like a bunch of ducks and stuff. And by mistake, I pressed the wrong button and I punched the duck. And then it came up on the screen saying, I lost Dynasty points or some shit. And I'm like, okay, this is disappointing. Fuck this game. <laughs> and I felt really bad about... <laughs> I want to say that playtesting. Punching a duck. <laughs> so, but, but honestly, I think, I think I'll give it a crack on PC. On console, like, man, I don't know. It's, I'll probably play it, but it's just there was so much pop in. That and it ran at thirty no less on an Xbox Series X. That I'm like, yeah, this is probably not optimized particularly well. Um, so I might give it a crack on PC just to see if it runs any better because it seems like a, it seems like a cool concept. Cool. So yeah, right. that was it? What about you, Swinny? Look, uh, I've we'll, we'll talk about our resolutions later. I've played a lot of a lot of a small amount of a lot of games. Uh, that's a horrible English sentence. I'm going to run with it anyway. But uh, yeah, because I, I caught up on a lot of stuff there. But in terms of games I actually spent a bit more time with, um, still rising. So I talked about it last week. I gave my extended impressions. I, I completed the game this week. Then I completed it again. And then I completed it again. So I feel like I'm pretty... Got my feel of still rising this week. Now, the first playthrough was obviously, you know... That took me a while. The second one is actually really funny. So I had a couple like quest related subquest stuff because I played the first playthrough blind. So I needed to like wrap up a few things. And I turned on assist mode and played through the whole game on assist mode. And it was absolutely hilarious. That's where I literally was taking zero damage from bosses. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was just like, this is funny as. So I ended up beating the game like five hours just by steamrolling everything. And then for my third playthrough, it was like the complete opposite. I did the playthrough without using the healing item, the uh, Estus flask thing. Yeah, I remember you telling us. Yeah, about the so flask. <laughs> yeah, basically the equivalent of it's the a Estus bonfire, flask. Man, I don't care what else they call it. <laughs> um, which it's called like the oil burette or something mm. in this, it's and an Estus flask. and it's actually it's actually outside of like the first part of the game. It's actually pretty pretty. Once you play through before, it's pretty easy to play through like that because you get enough of the like one-off consumable healing items so yeah i overall look still rising uh i ended up really loving it i just i think that i said it last week if they had tidied up the first like hour of the game a bit 
I think it would have it would leave a much better impression on people because a lot of the rest of the game is great, um, and it's uh, to me it's a standout in the genre. And it's just yeah, I think it just needed maybe a little bit more fine tuning here and there. But um, but yeah, still rising. I said uh, last week it, it's it's probably a really good candidate maybe in a year's time, maybe less to get added to these PS Plus and Games Pass services. Mm-hmm. So if you're curious but you don't want to plonk down any money for it or at least a decent amount of money, maybe just give it time and it'll probably drop on them. So it's amazing how Dark Souls infiltrates so much <clears throat> of my thinking. We're taking our eldest son to horse racing, uh, horse riding. So it's in the country, proper country. Nice. And there was a bonfire. And my wife was like, oh, why is that kid at the bonfire? I'm like, oh, he's just replenishing his Estes flasks. <laughs> yeah, I literally said that. <laughs> he's got too many souls. He's trying to upgrade. <laughs> I'm like, it's so, like, it's, but it's actually weird in my head. Like that game is so like, even though I'm so new to that game, it's already right. like in, like, it's almost like in my brain, it's, a framework of how I think about games mm. now. You know what I mean? Like I, I compare all the other games to that. I wish knowledge like that and in jokes like that was common knowledge across like the majority of society because I would enjoy making so many jokes about Dark Souls like <laughs> during a work meeting and stuff like that. It just feels like well, maybe you can't. You can't. No one understands it. Yeah. Yeah. People don't not, play games even at my work at all. Like right? us. Well, but, you two nerds need to play. Yeah, sorry, you go. I, I was just going to say on that topic though, Swinney, I've realized that I can't use Simpsons and Seinfeld references anymore because uh, the age right. of the people I'm working with, obviously, oh, yeah. you know, trends mm, yep. around the same, yep. but I'm getting older, right? Yeah. And I started saying like some things like from Seinfeld and people were like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah. oh, it's from Seinfeld. And they go, oh, I've never watched it. Like I was on a call with six people. No people would watch Seinfeld. Wow. Zero apart from me. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Were and they all Seinf- like in Simpsons the early worse. 20s or... No, it's a mix, like 20s, early wow. 30s and stuff. Yeah. Yes, it's, I've, I've experienced the same thing, yeah. yeah. Probably not. I think the people <laughs> you work with, Sonny, are, are cooler. But <laughs> we are. Yeah, I guess we are getting old, man. Jesus. Okay. All right. Uh, a couple more games uh, I tried out. So some some really notable Game Pass releases for me. Um, being the RPG nerd I am is the first is Nino Kuni. Uh, the first Nino Kuni, the remastered version. So around Tokyo Game Show, they announced this. And the next game we'll talk about were getting added to Game Pass that like basically that day. So I've always wanted to try Nino Kuni. I've got it on the Switch, but I never haven't loaded it up yet. And if anyone doesn't know, it's made by Level 5. They're the people behind a bunch of RPGs but um, on the PlayStation consoles generally, but also the Professor Layton series. So you ah. see a lot of the DNA and the UI design and the sound design from the Layton games in this. But it's also the first game, at least, is in collaboration with Studio Ghibli. Or Ghibli, I should say. I yep. guess that's how you say it. But anyway. Yeah, Ghibli. Um, Ghibli. So they do all the animated cutscenes, which are really, really nice. It looks great. But there's just something weird about the tone of the game. And I've only played mm. through like the starting part of the game. But I, I sent you a clip, Mike, I think it was. Um, uh-huh. That just felt like... <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's only... Just making like comedy out of like really dark moments just seems to be something this game just revels in so far, and it's just it's just an odd tone. I, oh, sounds like my kind of game then. Yeah. So I, look, I don't want to spoil anything, even though it's at the start of the game. But it's just moments where I'm like, well, that that feels like it in another game or another thing it would have been treated very differently, a lot more carefully. But whatever. It's I uh, guess. People love the game. I, I don't know where I land on it yet because uh, I haven't delved, gotten too far into the combat part of it, but it seems like a nice casual JRPG, at least so far. So I'll go back to that definitely. 
And the next game is a game I've always wanted to try called Fuga Melodies of Steel. So this is a game that um, Janet Cho from Giant Bomb talked about a lot when I was um, when it came out a few years ago, and it just again just got added to Game Pass. And this is a game from Cyber Connect too. So they're the mob that make they make a lot of the anime games. They made they make like the JoJo All Star Battle game that I talked about recently and everything. But this is like a series, and it's a like they publish it, I believe, um, or at least it's a, it's a much smaller release. It's not you know like a tentpole thing they do for those anime licenses. But they've been making this series that features like these anthropomorphic like characters since like the original PlayStation. They've got they're almost like this running series of games. And Fugamelis of Steel is basically you have about I think it's like thirteen, it could be more, maybe fourteen of these like little animal children, basically, commanding this tank, this gigantic tank as it goes through the story, and you'll like go do turn-based battles and then you'll like do like conversations and thing. It's got a really cool art style, but there's something, and this is something that everyone talks about with this game. You can sacrifice these children in what's called a soul cannon. So basically there's, if you're struggling against a boss, you can go, I'm going to take one of my little animal kids and sacrifice them in this soul cannon to beat this boss. And then they're dead for the entire game. It's like, a, it's really like, it's just that crazy thought that like these little cutesy characters, you can just sacrifice one. Can you hire new kids? So you, you, will, you will get, I think some, some people do join, <laughs> characters do join throughout the game. I haven't played okay. enough to get to that point, but it's a major thing where you're like, okay, I'm going to use this salt cannon to, to kill them. So makes sense. it's kind of wild. So I actually like, I really like the visual design and everything. It's a really cool looking game, but um, yeah, so I'll, be going back to that, but that's uh, Fuga Melodies of Steel, and they've confirmed concept. they're making a sequel to it as well. So, I think Man. it's a great philosopher philosopher Russell Peters once said: "You get the new kid, and you tell the new kid how shit the old kid was at beating bosses, and you move on with your life." I guess. <laughs> bye <Ba-bam. laughs> I need mean, they need some sound effects on the mix. Mike. <laughs> You, you, know, never like, fail, you never fail to uh, to surprise me. Well, if you hear what, if you want to know what I said to uh, to to my partner when I found out her her father had a heart attack, I won't tell you what. Well, you I'll can't just say it like that and Ooh. leave it. <laughs> and now I'm as, as what did you say? I'm actually seeing him I'm tomorrow. Sorry about to hear that, I'm seeing well. him tomorrow, but they. I heard you're not supposed to make because, them mate, laugh, I made the best so. joke about his heart attack. It was actually a really good joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was like <laughs> happening, <laughs> basically. He was on the fucking no. bed. See, he was on the I'm seeing him. I'm, I'm, <laughs> we, we had a video chat with the fam, actually, uh, today. And Is that where you did the joke? Or? Uh, no, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to say much because I was told by medical professionals that you shouldn't make him laugh because it's painful because, you know, you get your bloody <laughs> hey, chest ripped open. Not only is it too soon, you're so, also trying to kill him. Well, I'm trying not to, right? So then I'm like, I'll just behave myself. And they're like, oh, he's Mike's being really quiet today. Hey, he's not really saying much. <laughs> I like, like how they him. know him. <laughs> so wait, what was so the I'm joke? I'm like, yes, I'm trying not to make him laugh. Huh? What was the joke? Nothing. <laughs> what, like how weird to raise it and then just go oh nothing. So he just got back from. We didn't Launceston, ask. You brought right? it up. He just got back from Launceston, and I told him before he went. I said Launceston has the this best strippers Tasmania. in all of Australia. This is in Tasmania. It's in Tasmania. So yeah. it's in Tasmania. And I said, listen, Launceston has the best strippers in all of Australia. Stay away from there. You're going to get a heart attack at your age. 
And look what happened. <laughs> yeah, just, just saying. Wait, what, what, what is this Launceston has the best strippers? I'm guessing he was yeah. he came back from Launceston. I don't know firsthand. Oh, he came back from Launceston, yeah. But I've yeah. never heard of this. Anyway, all <laughs> jokes aside, he's doing well. We we I don't even know why we're, we're talking about it. You we brought video it up. today. La- laughter is a coping mechanism. Yeah, it's it's massively a coping mechanism, and he's he's a really funny guy. As in he, and and I seem to be the only one in the entire bloody family that loves his dad jokes. Like I genuinely freaking loves it. Love his dad jokes. Everyone's like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I love this shit. It's brilliant. <laughs> Just talking about like laughter being a coping mechanism. That's what my mom always does. She always like, you know, laughs at the most inappropriate time. And when she came up a while back with my sister, actually, up up in Sydney, she was like talking about some stuff and we're like, oh, because she was a nurse, right? And she had to euthanize people, basically, right? Because like when they get so old and stuff, right? And I'm like, whoa, like, doesn't that like weigh on you that, you know, you're basically taking people's lives? And she goes, nah, not at all. I'm like, whoa, but like, (laughs) you've euthanized like a couple of people. It must be like really heavy. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, it was like heaps of people. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> what? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she goes, oh, it happened all the time. Because she's in an old, like an age care. Yeah, age care. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, I don't know. It's like 10 a month or something. I'm like, 10 a month? Wait, what? you're doing this for 10 years, 10 a month. That's about 100 years. So it's like 1,000 people. And she's like, yeah, something like that. Right? I'm like, what? <laughs> right? As a... Uh... Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, go on, go on. No, so as someone you also had, you know, family member mm. in aged care... Unfortunately, it's just the reality of things. It really is. It's like, but it's it's hard to picture. It really is. Yeah, but I I think like if you t- and you know, and then I start asking these questions like, what on someone's birthday? Like, if they say no, I don't want to be euthanized. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> like Christmas. It's like, oh yeah, a couple of times and all this stuff, right? And then I'm like, oh, and then I'm like thinking about. It. I'm like, man, you think about like Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, all these serial killers that. in Australia. I'm like. All of them combined have killed less people than you. <laughs> and then she goes, this is what she said. This is her line. And I'll end the story here. She goes, at least my kills were justified. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is like, whoa, this is some, some dark shit. Man. Damn. How, wait, how, did, how did we get onto this dark topic? <laughs> Well, Mike, all I know is I think it's time for the news. Yeah, I need to go check on my cat. I'll be back. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll start the first news story then with Super Mario Movie. So Nintendo and Illumination have finally given us a look at... Like, I didn't actually know the proper title until this week. I don't know if it was... Well, it wasn't announced. It wasn't announced. Yeah, which is the Super Mario Brothers movie. You know, pretty straightforward. And the internet is buzzing for various reasons. Mm. Um, so I'll just uh, cover. Like the trailer was, you know, pretty short, but it was uh, it was short and sweet. It shown off, you know. In uh, I didn't actually watch the full Nintendo Direct. I don't know if you did. I did. Talked, I did. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad someone did. I, I'm like, <laughs> I, I went to watch it, but I'm like, I just ran out of time. I'm like, man, this seems like 40 minutes to watch one trailer. It wasn't that long. Um, but uh, it's uh, you know it gave us uh, our first listen to a bunch of the cast, including Jack Black, Jack Black as Bowser. Um, what I assume is Keegan Michael Key's Toad. It was, yeah. and uh, Chris Pratt as Mario, of course. So and a little audible, audible expression from Charlie Day as well. As yes, Luigi. As, as Luigi. Um, and just reiterating what we, when we talked about it last time, 
uh, release date. So this is coming uh, early to Australia on the 30th of March, uh, 7th of April for US and Canada, and 20th of April in Japan. I was trying to look up. I'm like, when well, this is coming out in Europe, and I'm mm. like, is that is it just a movie thing where the Europe release date is the same as the US and they never mention it? I don't know. So I, I don't know what the UK. I didn't check the UK mm. date. So Intergot as the. Uh, as the man with uh, the Murray movie is his most anticipated video game for 2022. Um, what are your thoughts? I haven't spoken to you at all, at all about it. No, no, we haven't even had a chat. Um, my kids, because they, they love Sonic, man, the, the Sonic movie and everything like that. And they watch this trailer. Like, we, we keep, like, pretty good control on the TV. Don't let them go too crazy. But they watch this trailer, like, 10 times, dude. I just wanted to like have it on loop. We actually literally had it on a loop for a period of time. I was like, this is driving me nuts, man. I actually can say all the lines almost from the movie. Um, and it also disturbs me in the scene, if you're seeing the B-roll on YouTube, he doesn't say, like he goes, oh, the Mushroom kind- Kingdom. He doesn't say, here we go. He says, here we here we come, hmm. which like bothered me. But um. Hmm. No, no, look, like, overall, very, like, excited. It, look, it's, it's kind of like, in a way, like, it doesn't matter if this was totally jog shit. Like, I was always going to go watch this movie in the cinema, right? Like, there's just no way I would be not watching this in the cinema. Similar to, like, the new Star Wars movie. And then now I don't go... Like, I didn't go see... I haven't even watched Solo, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, yes, if it's totally crap, like, I'm sure they'll make other movies in this, you know... Mario Cinematic Universe. I guess you can't use that one because you've already got one in MCU. <laughs> we already have a George. It'll be the SMCU. SMCU. It doesn't sound so good. MB, MBCU. <laughs> anyway, let's workshop that later. The NCU. Can we say that? The Nintendo Cinematic Universe. Maybe that's a bit better. Um, but yeah, it looks, looks fine. Like, it, it was a lot darker than I was expecting with the whole Bowser start, to be honest. And just Bowser. Mm. It's, it was almost like the most um, aggressive Bowser's been compared to any of the games that I can think of. Like in terms I mean, of like, like his acting. If you're not counting like Smash when he's Giga Bowser and stuff. Nah, well, that know, like, I don't that, think that counts, right? I'm saying yeah, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like you've had Bowser in this kind of like more like crazy, like scary form before. But mm. but I, the big question it's got, we were all waiting to hear Chris Pratt. It's Mario and the Mario uh, voice. But he already said he wasn't going to do an Italian No, voice, no, but, but um, Chris I, Pratt. I know that. I know that. <laughs> Playing we, Chris Pratt. We all, have, we all have memories, unlike the 99% of the internet. They're like, oh, I thought he was going to do that. But there's so oh, many yeah, people yeah. still thought this movie that. was bloody live action. Anyway. Um, no, they didn't, did they? There's man, Trust me, there's people out there that <laughs> thought this stupid. movie was live action. <laughs> That's pretty dumb. Well, but, I was but expecting you... a sequel to the first movie, but... Oh, well. But but into it, what do you, what did you think of the voice? You've said before you you were looking forward to hearing it for so long. So yeah, I'm look like I, I, look, I can kind of understand where they ended up, which is pretty much like uh, like it's kind of almost like a mix of Midwest and like New York, much mm. more dialed into the Midwest though. Like if it was more like a Brooklyn accent, like that would make a lot more sense, honestly. But you'd probably pick a different actor. Than um, Chris Pratt, but it's I don't know, it's not offensive. Like to me, I'm not a big fan of Ryan Reynolds. So him in the doc, uh, Doctor Detective Pikachu movie was kind of a little bit annoying at times to me because it's one thing about Ryan Reynolds. This is weird, like I'm shitting on him, but it's always like he's Ryan Reynolds in my head, right? Like really mm-hmm. good actors like Tom Cruise and stuff like that. Even though they're a huge personality, 
eventually in the movie, I forget it's Tom Cruise and I just think it's that character. Um, and I think Chris Pratt's pretty good at that stuff as well. Like, I'm sure I'll watch it and kind of forget about it. Yeah. I, I wasn't like, one thing is like with Jack Black, it just didn't really sound like Jack Black. Like it was Which kind was of cool. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. But I like that. I'm not sure but if I, I think... was like super into the Bowser voice personally. Oh. A lot of people have said that, and I mean, Jack Black has a pretty big range of like stuff he does. Yeah. Like even in the Tenacious D stuff, that you know, like I think a lot of people are expecting the School of Rock style Jack Black voice, and he's so much more than that. So that's why I never had any doubts about him. It was a funny casting, but I never had any doubts about him. Where it was more like, God, like. Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong is the one that I really want to hear. That but. one is weird. That's the weirdest of all of them. And but, uh, I wasn't necessarily a big fan of Jack Black's voice, but it's so, I think, so premature at this stage with a few lines and stuff like that. I think Charlie Day as Luigi is, like, perfect. Like, that yeah. makes sense. I know that guy so much because of It's Always Sunny. And his voice and his mannerisms and comedy and everything, I feel like would, like, lend perfectly to that character, so... Yeah, I look. I thought the trailer was really good. Um, there's some mm. things like uh, Jack Jack Black as Bowser. I think it, it's more like the something about the facial animation, especially when he's like starts smiling, just feels a bit off to me. But that is, the, I had that feeling the most with like Mario. Him. I had that feeling the most with Mario's face design. It it just so far doesn't. It feels so different than like the Nintendo-style yeah. 3D Mario face. And it's obviously Illumination's influence and a different. it's a different art style almost in the yeah. in 3D art. But it feels... It just, like, it left me with a weird impression at first. In terms of the voice, it was okay. I think um, I actually... Not not that, you know, obviously he's, he's he's got a lot of money and, you know, he's obviously got a lot of fame, but I almost feel a little bit sorry for Chris Pratt and this whole thing because people are just, just absolutely piling on him for almost no reason, you know. And it's like, I, I guess people wanted the whole, like, it's a me, a Mario kind of thing. Oh, but... thank fuck it's not in that. Can, no, but that's I... not saying, like, there's some people saying yeah. that, but <sighs> it's like people were already piling on him it was a funny casting again, but mm. like before they even heard the voice, and it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what he did, no. they were going to shit on it. You know? Yeah, like just on that, my prediction is there'll be a point in the game, sorry, in the game, in the movie, where something happened. Like this is just a random prediction. I think there'll be a point in the movie where he'll get like some reason his voice turns Japanese for a second. And then it's like they're shaking something and then it's like Spanish and then they're shaking it again and it's like Italian. It'll be Charles Martinet's version of it. I'm, I'm predicting yeah, yeah. this right now. If not, they'll just skip straight to the Italian thing and then go, oh, wow, that was so weird. Back to Chris Pratt, right? Or he or he has to put on a disguise for like... Yeah. For it to that's, get past something and that's he actually does better. a fake voice. <laughs> that's <know>? actually better. <laughs> he puts on like a... <laughs> Like an Italian outfit or something. Oh, yeah, it's on yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Luigi's like, uh, I don't think we should do that here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, actually, we should do, like, a Red Letter Media style, Sweeney. Just sit down and try to predict the whole plot. Because, like, one thing is, I think they're just going to be so safe with this movie. Like, they'll be I'm super a- safe and it will be, like, I don't know. I've Because my kids watch the Minions and that's the same people that do this. And they have, like, you know, a few adult jokes sprinkled here and there, but this is, like, not to that Pixar level of quality. Not that Pixar's necessarily at that level anymore, they, either. The, the trailer looked really cool. Mm. I thought I thought the quality was pretty cool in terms... And so I'm, I'm the least 
Nintendo S one. You hate it. You what hate are you Mario. laughing at, I don't hate Mario. I just hate the fact that they don't innovate as much as they should. No, the, the, the same character over and over and over again in different games. You know, you know my thoughts on this. Are you laughing at my hair? Whatever. Uh, so, so, I actually really like this trailer. I thought it was really cool. I, it, surprisingly, I'm watching it and I'm going, I actually want to see this. <laughs> yes, it's got Mario in it, but I actually want to fucking see this. The humor was pretty cool. It was it was it was hit just the right mark. Animation looked cool. Graphically, it looked just right um i thought it was i thought it was awesome i'm actually kind of looking forward to this not at the cinema like you i'll, I'll just watch that at home on my 5.1 which we've spoken about before oh so wait, you're not gonna watch it when it comes break. out jesus no i'll just wait until it comes oh, on something okay. that i can watch it on um i'm not what? that i'm not desperate about any films enough to go to the cinema to watch them but yeah. the last point for me on this is i'm i'm a little disappointed i understand why but it's the whole origin story of Mari seemingly coming into oh, the Mushroom super. Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, of course. And we kind of, we knew that was the case, but it was almost part of me just wants to see, like, there's times you're just like, oh, screw the origin story, man. I just want to see these characters. Everyone knows these characters. We don't need to introduce Mario, but clearly they're doing it. Uh, they're doing the whole Isekai thing, and it's like... Uh, so you can whatever. have sequels, and then you've already... Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. It's Dude, it would be super safe, right? It's yeah. going to be super, super safe. And the fact that, like, there's Spike, Donkey Kong, they're going to go through, it's going to be, like, New Donk City. Like, I th- it's, like because they've got the cast, right? So we know what the cast mm. is. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Any any last words on this? Well, no, no, I'm really looking forward to it. I'll see it. I, I might even see it, like, opening night or something. So. Cool. Well, let's talk some Overwatch 2. So Overwatch 2 has launched in a whirlwind of excitement and controversy. So just to, you know, outline a couple of things. So Overwatch 2 is available on all platforms. It has re- essentially replaced Overwatch 1, but with a new free-to-play model. Um, and also some people remember back to when they announced Overwatch 2, they had the whole thing about we're going to do PvE and story mode stuff. That stuff isn't here yet. That stuff is in their roadmap likely for next year. So we're essentially basically replacing the the PvP model of, of, of Overwatch 1 with this new content, new characters, new battle pass structure and everything. Um, and unfortunately, we you know the the servers were hit by the DDoS attacks uh, at launch, which, man, like any... I, I'm... Sometimes you just like the internet was a mistake and DDoS attacks, are, that's one of those cases for me. But but yeah, in, before we talk about some of the stuff around the whole mobile phone number things, Intego, I wanted to get your initial thoughts as a, I guess, were you, are you, you're a newbie to the series, aren't you? Yeah, um, and I'm not going to be playing Overwatch or anything like Overwatch, but um, I did want to try it out, it's free. I played a little bit of Overwatch 1. Um, also, by the way, like, with the DDoS stuff, I'm like, mm, alleged. It's like, is it DDoS or is it just they they can't get their servers working correctly? Like, mm, I kind of put a question mark around that. I'd love to see that independently verified. Um, but yeah, I really don't understand this game. I don't understand why they launched Overwatch 2 the way that they have. It's very Halo Infinite. Because um, I played Overwatch 1 and I'm like, it's kind of exactly the same as Overwatch 1 with one less person, which I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with Overwatch to feel like if that's a good move, 
definitely like def you know 100 straight away it made me feel more involved in the game because it's like wow it's like i'm 20 percent of the team instead of like 16 percent of the team and it's amazing how that does alter it like you go down it's like the the change between 5v4 is quite dramatic versus 6v5 um it's like good and everything like that but i just i'm so baffled by why they did this this like if i think through like rocket league that was a paid game, just like Overwatch, for a long, long time, and then went to free-to-play. And then didn't go, here's, here's Rocket League 2. Right, I, I don't personally understand why they've launched this as Overwatch 2. I don't... Like, like Swinney, what's the difference between this and Overwatch 1, really? Look, uh, I can't really talk too much to it um, because I've never played Overwatch 1 and mm. I've never played Overwatch 2. So um, all I know is that, you know, they obviously... They didn't want to split the play base. We talked about it before, and they felt that this was the best way to do it, to move everyone essentially on. But I can understand at that with that situation, a lot of people just feel like, well, why couldn't this have been a, a content update? But at the same time, if it was a content update, you wouldn't have people talking about it like people talking about Overwatch 2. Yeah, but people aren't really talking about it. Like, I remember the other week, I was like, hey, wait, Overwatch 2's coming out. Like, are you guys playing that? Like, I didn't... I haven't seen any buzz around this at all. Well, we're the wrong people to ask for that, but... I'm not really, because we're, like, to if, into the gaming stuff. Like, no, if this was... I'm saying, compared to if this was just the content... If this was just a content update, like, this is... 100% people are talking more about this than, than they were if it was just an update to Overwatch 1. Yeah, but then I think about, like, Season 2 with Fortnite, right? Like, that was huge. Like, the way they did that was really smart. The way that they... Or Chapter 2, sorry, I meant to say. I'm like, not saying I'm not saying that what they've done is smart. I'm just saying, like, compared to just adding new characters to number one, you know. Yeah, well, look, like, ultimately, time will tell the success of the strategy. To me, the strategy it doesn't make sense. Um, kind of reminds me of, I guess, what they did with Destiny, where you had Destiny and then the Destiny Two, and it kind of really was the continuation but, of the game. Ah, that was pretty different, though. Kind of, but it still felt like they they moved on to a new game where they could have kind of just continued the original one. But anyway, they moved on to a, a second title and then all the stuff came as updates mm. to the second title as opposed to, because by now really they probably could have made number three with all the content that they had, but instead I guess they opted for that model. So I don't know if it's, it's the same thing where maybe originally they started off as just having one game and, I don't know if they necessarily had a vision for multiple games like that and it was maybe the same or maybe they did have the vision where I feel with, with Destiny they kind of went okay we're going to make a trilogy and then when they got to the second one they went actually it makes more sense to just pump out DLCs instead of having you know a proper trilogy um, because it is that kind of a game where it's not it's not you know we'll talk about Dead Space in a second where it actually is a game and then there's a second one and then a third one <laughs> this is like Overwatch 1.5, basically, or Destiny 1.5, because it's just a continuation and just more content added nonstop. So I actually messaged my, my, my mate, who played thousands of hours of Overwatch, I think, and I asked him, how's Overwatch 2? And he said, same as one with differences I don't get. Like, I can't see my rank or others' rank. So when players in the team say things, I don't know if I should follow or not. When they were high-ranked in Overwatch 1, I would follow. Interesting little things like that or i guess they've made some changes that players who have played this guy's i think literally 
thousands and mm. thousands of hours he's put into it. He used mm. to smash it every single day for years. I, I get it if it's like, because, you know, like Splatoon 3 for me, right? If if Splatoon 3 was only the multiplayer, I'm like, ah, it's a bit, it's a bit bullshit, right? It's it, like, it's a good marketing ploy to get people back into the game. But Splatoon 3 isn't just like the multiplayer. Like both of those games came out around the same time, like Splatoon 2 and Overwatch, right? Splatoon 3 comes out, it's got like a whole story mode, a new mini mode, like a whole bunch of shit, right? And by the way, you can still play Splatoon 2. Like I logged in and played multiplayer Splatoon 2 the other day, right? Hmm. With Overwatch 2, I just don't get it. It's like they've launched it and I was actually looking forward to the story stuff, like PvE stuff. And then it's like, oh, it's not going to launch with that. And we're going to shut down Overwatch 1. I'm like, it's fucking weird. Like, why are they doing this? This is like bizarre. So yeah, like I said, we'll we'll see in time if it makes sense. But mm. it doesn't feel like people are receiving it very well. And I don't really imagine it's going to bring people in because people don't even know it came out. Well, in saying that, I'll lead into this. There, a lot of the reviews are positive, but the thing is a lot of the reviews aren't also talking about the monetization aspect as well, which mm. a lot of people are criticizing. Um, but I'm not going to talk too much of that because I'm very unfamiliar. So what I actually, the one of the main things I want to talk about is one of the bigger controversies around the launch period, which they, you know, they have addressed it a bit, but is the whole, whole mobile phone situation um, and what it potentially means for live service games going forward. Um, and I guess like a trend around this. Um, so the game drew criticism because I adopted a new two-factor authentication process using a service called SMS Protect. You know, like you'd, you do with a lot of other services these days where you'll get a verification code via mobile and things like that. Um, but they really wanted to, they said it's to improve like, you know, security um, and things like smurfing where people create new accounts at lower ranks just to wreck people and things like that. And of course, um, anti-cheat measures and things like that. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, so I'll, I'll just say, so what that means is you have to have a mobile, a valid mobile um, number attached to your battle uh, net account to mm -hmm. play, to access the game at all. The unfortunate part is at launch, um, a lot of at least American or US carriers, um, people that had prepaid numbers and a lot of carriers weren't actually able to access the game. And that includes people that were existing Overwatch <laughs> 1 players. So basically, if they had wow. a prepaid phone on like Cricket, for instance, or major US carrier, they couldn't actually use that number for this SMS protect service, which absolutely sucked. Um, and you a lot of people use, use prepaid that I know. So that's, yeah, and you couldn't say. use the same phone number on multiple accounts. So let's say if you had um, like, cause there's stories out there. I know there's always like people just like, I guess like quotes and stuff, but it is true. Like there's, you know, you got, you got a, a father with like teenage kids they share a phone, a prepaid phone for like, um, you know, like security reasons and going out and stuff. And they, they basically can't then access the game using that same phone. And plus it's prepaid, you know? So there's like lots of situations where it screws people over oh. now. And, and I'll just say, apparently the next call, uh, modern warfare two will also use, I don't know about on consoles or just PC, but we'll also use a similar process as well. Um, well, I'm sure they'll I take lanes from <laughs> this, right? Yeah. So, now, Blizzard did backpedal a bit, so they axed the requirement for some existing accounts to actually have a mobile number to access the game. So I think they said, oh, this is their quote, any Overwatch player with connected Battle.net account, which includes all players who've played since June, June the 9th, 2021, so not that long ago when you think about the length of Overwatch, 
will not have to provide a, a, a phone number to play. Um, but we remain committed to combating disruptive behavior. Accounts that were cannot, not connected to Battle.net, as well as new accounts, will still have to use okay. uh, a valid mobile phone number. So to me, this is like... I don't. I know nothing about this SMS protect stuff. I know nothing about why the the prepaid stuff doesn't work. But that does cut out a bunch of people that, unfortunately, like think about it. When you know it was a different time, but when well, at least when I first got a mobile phone, like it was all prepaid because you know the the parents will say to kids and stuff, it's like, okay. Well, you can have a thirty dollar recharge, but you know that means that you can't keep calling and stuff and who needs to stay oh. on the phone a lot these days with messages? but it's also probably easy to well i mean i don't know in australia <laughs> i'm thinking about optus um you need to provide id for both prepaid and postpaid obviously mm. um so there's strict measures in place but i can kind of see how over there may i mean i don't know what it's like in the us it might be slightly easier to maybe bypass some of those things to get prepaid cards or prepaid numbers and yeah, but you're screwing assuming... over a segment of the audience to do that, you know. Which... No, but they, I, you, honestly, maybe they didn't even know that was going to happen. Maybe they oh, didn't even realize that, that the prepaid oh, yeah, numbers not... have some sort of weird no, flag. But the fact that they backflipped so quickly, like, yeah. obviously they haven't. I think in South America as well, a lot of the carriers, that service wasn't working. So it didn't matter if you're prepaid or not. It just, like, didn't work for folks in huh. South America. And they're really big on Overwatch, so... Like a whole I, bunch of people in countries couldn't play like the game at all. I, by the way, of... I didn't get affected by it. Like it must have already changed by the time I tried it. Interesting. Uh, look, I I don't. It's an interesting one. It, it's something that puts me off wanting to play a game like this. 100%. But at the same time, I can kind of mm. see how they had to find a measure to stop some of those things because it's so bloody. You can you create a temporary email address and create an account and go and do whatever the fuck you want. They block you. Okay, if you've got if you don't have a static IP, big whoop, or you just jump on VPN, go create another email, a fake email address, go create another account, and it's really hard to I guess stop some of that stuff. Whereas with this, okay, go get another mobile number if you want. It's not but as easy. I think it's fake though. I, I like they want mobile phones to identify people and like track their data and get potentially value. It's, it's to do with that as well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Dude, it's ninety yeah. percent. Yeah. It's not. It's they like, don't give a fuck about the smurfing as much as yeah. people think they do. Yeah, it's like WB multiverses. We talked about oh, it before. Awesome. The fact that you had to have a. I don't know if it was called WB Games account or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To even play that game to try it out, and it's like it just pushes me away. Now, you know, I'm. This is obviously different. People that you know love Overwatch, love Overwatch, and and I understand like in other industries, mobile SMS verification is common, right? But mm. it is. It does as you get alluding to the whole data part, it does signal a potential trend that could get a bit nasty. I don't know why you can't just do two-factor two authentication on an app. That's because, what again, Steam I don't has. think it's about mm. the... It's more than just the actual 2FA. Yeah, it's more than the security thing. That's, but that's what they, I'm trying to say. They're using they, it for more than that. I think thing. it's BS. I think it's more like yeah. they want the mobile phones of people, right? Mm. Well, so. maybe, but at the same time, I, I think it's also just because it, it stops people from... It's the best way, probably, to stop people from creating multiple accounts. That's, maybe. It, it, it's a few birds with one stone. Mm. And there are, you know, it's, it's, it's also an interesting point. Maybe this is one of the first instances, if not the first instance, where it's really used in gaming... But it is used across other applications. Uh, it's used across websites where you have to put in a mobile number to register stuff. 
not super common, but it does exist across like some stuff. Um, I don't know, but I remember being asked about that kind of stuff in, in, in the past, certain websites n- needing it as, as a method of verification, basically, so you don't just keep creating mm. fake accounts. Mm. Um, and look, again, I I get where they're coming from. It is absolutely something that I would not personally like to do. But mm. it's one of those things where they know people will play their game and they, don't, they won't give a fuck. They'll just do it. Definitely. Well, as you're saying, as you got, we'll see where the... Uh... Everything lands on everything about Overwatch to um, you know it'd be interesting to see where it's at this time next year, especially if they still haven't launched the single player content by then. So, talking about single player games, mm-hmm. Dead Space. So EA have finally unveiled the first proper gameplay footage, or at least polished gameplay footage, um, in a new trailer for the remake. So we did previously see a bunch of footage in development blogs. It was more like alpha footage and unfinished stuff. Um, so anyone doesn't know, the Dead Space remake has been made by EA Motive, uh, who made Star Wars Squadrons. And it's coming pretty soon. Well, not this year, but coming 27th of Jan next year for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series consoles. And just as an aside, uh, EA also revealed last month that Motive are working on an Iron Man game, which is pretty funny because it's like Isaac Clarke's helmet looks... Yeah, anyway, I found that a bit of funny. But, <laughs> but um, Mike, as the Dead Space fan on the show, mm-hmm. what did you think of the, the trailer? Definitely piqued my interest. I mean, I, there, there was nothing in it that blew me away from the perspective of, oh my God, I haven't seen this before because I have seen all of that before. It's... It, the game looks like what I would have remembered the game looking like when I first played it, if that makes sense. You know, we've mm. talked about this before, where you see a remaster, a remake of a particular game, and you think, oh yeah, that's that's how I remember the game looking. But if you actually went back to play the original game, you're like, oh wow, this game looks pretty bad by today's standards. It happened with GTA, it happened with a whole bunch of games. So to me, this looked really, really good. It looked looked fantastic. Um, and... It, it you know it, it it was very familiar because I played all three games in the series and number one was still absolutely my favorite, um, mostly because of it came at a time when I needed a game like that not needed but like there was a gap in the market where a game like that just worked really really well I was mm. really into the Silent Hill games this was more actiony based but still horror. Um, fantastic mechanic we've you know we've spoken in previous episodes about all the cool cool things that that make this game what it is diegetic so that that's right yeah which is all about having that minimal interface where you don't you don't have the hud you actually have the elements incorporated in in the world itself which you know we they actually showcased that as well they they clearly showed a a, a very prominent scene where you could see the health bars going up on Did, on isaac's back was there actually an option to have a hud because I'm just thinking no, from an accessibility standpoint, it might it be an option to actually have this time, you know? Uh, yeah, look, true. I played the game so long ago, I don't remember it. Maybe now they'll introduce one. Um, they have to, or else they're But racist. that was incredible back then, the fact that it didn't have one. It was really, really sick. Uh, and and the way they integrated just worked so bloody well. It, it was Even the, the gun itself, <laughs> having the actual ammo count on it, um, the, the fact that the map comes up as like a hologram... <laughs> Um, it, it, the, was, it was fantastic. But the remake, like, it. are you pumped to play it or are you yeah, a bit yeah. on the fence? Are you no, actually no, going to abs- Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, look, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, it's it's unlike The Last of Us where not enough time has passed for me to justify full price for it. 
because it really hasn't been that long long since I played it um, that I I don't think it's worth forking out money to play it again because I still remember most of it. With this, it's been so long, and especially because it's been muddied by the second and third game, that I don't really... I remember scenes and bits and pieces from it, but I don't remember it enough to kind of worry about buying it again, where if I bought it again, it'll feel like a fairly fresh experience. The same thing sort of happened with De- with Demon Souls, for example. I bought it, and I kind of remembered the areas, and mm. I, I, I definitely remembered what was going on, but I don't remember where all the item placements were... Um, and it was freshened up enough that I it it felt like a new experience almost. I think, um, the, yeah, this is an awesome candidate for a remake because yeah. not only is the IP loved by a lot of people, but it you know you look at EA they the the that was around the time when they were taking a lot more risks with these single player new IPs mm-hmm. um, around that time. And if this sells well, then it'll give them more confidence and other companies more confidence that, hey, we can bring back these IPs in this era of live service and multiplayer games that are designed around generally a single-player experience. But it's actually, as much as I'm not a fan of horror, I've always wanted to actually jump into the series. I've literally got my 360 copy here (laughs) that has been sitting on my shelf (laughs) and I've never taken out um, because I am a fan of, like, the Alien movies and stuff. So anything that's more action horror is is definitely appeals to me more than like I, I know there's jump scares in it but more than like you traditional horror and stuff but uh yeah i think this definitely looks great horror, the trailer yeah. was cool so and it was it's it's it it finds a good middle ground between being full on action um because you know when you look back at the original resident evil games the restricted camera and the restricted controls mm. actually formed part of the the core gameplay in the sense that they were so clunky in some ways that added fright beyond what the fright came from the game itself, just because you were like, ah, oh, fuck, fuck, how do I aim this upwards? Mm. Um, and this is kind of, well, it's not quite, it's 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 way more fluid, obviously, than what those games used to be. Um, and especially, you know, with the limb dismemberment, awesome, the way they implemented it. Um, it and, and I think it's it's not overly action-y, but just the right amount of action to still feel really suspenseful. Um, I... And there's also an anime, by the way, if you want to watch it, which kind of goes into the lore and stuff. I think I think I might have a copy of it. Because um, I remember when, when it first came out, I even ordered the collector's edition of it, which came with a little mini um, replica gun thing. It only had little LEDs and stuff on it. It wasn't... didn't. I don't even remember if it transformed. Because his gun, his, his pistol... Plasma pistol, I think it's called. I forget the name of it because it's been so long since I played it. Um, it transforms between vertical and mm. horizontal shooting with the three dots. And it's obviously, you know, strategically, like, depending on which kind of enemy or what limb you're going for, you have to, like, switch between the two, which was in itself a really cool mechanic back then. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm, 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 I'm pumped for this one. Same as Callista Protocol, which is, let's call it the spiritual successor in some ways of the series. Um and if that's successful as well, which I'm hoping it will be, I would love to actually see a revival of this this sort of genre. Well, um, you're in luck because uh, there's so many bloody games in that genre yay. and that style that we're announced I haven't played all of them this yet. year. Like Resident Evil, I still got to play that, and then third no, person, specifically the sci-fi horror genre, yeah, is, good. Uh, yeah. is a big good, comeback. good. Wait, Although, like, yeah, go on. Well, my question though is. If you get Callisto Protocol, are you going to then go into Dead Space Remake like a month Yeah, this is a tricky later? one, yeah. It feels like, to me, it yeah. just feels like too much, like of the it's same too, 
too Same much meal, yet you know? different but similar and it's it's gonna be confusing as well playing it i can't have a chicken but... schnitzel and then the next day i have a palmer that's just too much it's kind of like that exactly it is. and then you're like which one's actually better oh man. I, I which, get... should i've had the other one first dude i get a real strong feeling that clisto protocol is gonna get delayed I said that the this, other day, yeah. like last oh, did you? Did you? Oh, okay. I hope so. I, hope I so. said I have a feeling it's going to get really delayed. Yeah, so. I think it's going to get delayed. Like, they're pushing so hard, but the fact that they, they've they kind of gotten a bit quiet on the marketing front is... I, I, I know there is some marketing out there on it, but it's... I don't know. It's, it's not at the... This game is meant to come out in two months from now. I've Less seen, than two months. I've, I've seen... It's more... What I've seen at the moment is more like just articles with, like, Glenn Schofield talking about the game, yeah. but... Like, if anything, if the last two years have taught me anything, is that it doesn't matter how much you're talking about a game, it can still get delayed. Like, um, Halo and there's a whole bunch of games that were, like, almost the week that it got delayed, yeah. they were doing new stuff for it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit sus. That look at Skull and Bones, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that fucking game. I, I'm actually, you know, as much as it would suck for people, I'm actually hoping it gets delayed just because of Dead Space and stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, but I think Dead Space, for me, seems like that's a lock. There's something about it. It feels more like rhythm, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, big trailer. Like, you know, go and order all this shit for it. Like, it, I just really feel like Dead Space is going to come out for sure. I'm just trying to think if EA even have... Like, what was the last time, last game they delayed? I can't even really think. Maybe... Maybe a Battlefield game got delayed. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. they just—it just—they seem more consistent it. with than most publishers. <laughs> they just kill their teams. They fire them and shut them down yeah. if they don't deliver. But you know what I mean? It's like I can't yeah. think of them having a reputation for for announcing release date unless they were confident it was going to. Yeah, and also like the team behind Callisto Protocol is kind of like all you know put together, right? Like it's not like mm. they've made a whole bunch of games together consistently, so. Mm. But anyway, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I Look, I feel like if Callisto Protocol is a decent game, reviews well or whatever, I'll get it. But it's almost like whatever comes out first. And this is the dilemma, the dilemma for the teams. Like, if I get Callisto Protocol first, I'm just not going to get Dead Space Remake for a while. Mm. Like, it's too much. Too much of the same thing. I, I'm a bit like you, Swinny. Like, it's, these games are too full on for me. Like, I can take one and then I need well, a break. I need a breather. If you guys want one full of game in the genre, that's... <laughs> Not really action based, but I highly, highly recommend. It's Alien Isolation. Yeah, I'm that game it, yeah. is fucking amazing. It's mm. it's it's such a good game, and if you're into aliens, ah, it's it's really, 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 really good. Well, that's uh, that's that story. I'm not going to let you keep talking about Alien Isolation because there's there's a this is another chunky one. Uh, we have a. Very big update from CD Projekt Red. So anyone doesn't remember, they're the people behind Cyberpunk 2077. You know, that flawless game that <laughs> I loved. That Beautiful. Loved, yeah. And Witcher 3. Um, <laughs> so they basically, I don't know if it was part of the investor call, but I know some of the news came out of it. But they basically just announced a whole bunch of shit that so far in advance. Oh, I'm glad you got the picture up. That's really cool. I'm just doing um, this on the fly. <laughs> so basically, they, 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 they confirmed that... We knew some of this stuff, but they announced some new news about this. But they basically have working on three IPs, like the that's their focus now. Obviously, the Cyberpunk world, the Witch world, and a brand new IP that they talked a little bit about. So I'll cover the quicker ones first. I'll start off with that new IP because there's not that lot much to talk about. It will be their first original IP in their 30 year history. Smart, because they, 
yeah, basically, you know, like they've always worked on the other two licensed ones. Hmm. Um, it is codenamed Project Hader or Hader. Um, and it's about the haters. These, yeah, these are, <laughs> and has been incubated since last year, currently in the conception phase. All this like, birth analogies is really weird. But they basically said, look, the only thing we know is they said about the genre of it. They said, look, don't be surprised about it. You know, they know, you know, the kind of games we make. So it's obviously going to be an RPG. So don't, don't stress about that if you don't worried about them moving out too far outside of their uh, comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But there's not much more about that new IP. Obviously, it's, it's very far away, like a lot of this stuff they're actually talking about. So, but, I, but yeah. it does seem like it might be sci fi, right? Like space, space to sci fi. Because Hader I mean, is like the only thing I know about Hader is it's like a, to do with the star system, right? Oh, that would make hmm. sense. Yeah. Yep. With Cyberpunk, so they basically, you know, they've talked a little bit about this before, but they said that basically they're working on the sequel, which is called Project Orion at the moment, uh, and will actually be developed by their new North American studio, uh, which is based in Boston. Oh, I didn't uh, know about that. Okay. Yeah, so work will begin uh, after the Phantom Liberty expansion for 2077 has been released. And I would assume patched and patched and patched. <laughs> um, so the but the the big news here, and this is where like the crazy stuff begins, is the Witcher news that they talked about. Mm-hmm. So we know that they're working on a fourth Witcher game. They talked about that this year and last year and everything. Um, but it will be the start of a new trilogy that they're codenaming. <laughs> Lots of codenames this segment. Just <laughs> heads up if you haven't figured it out yet. Uh, codenamed Project Polaris. Um, so all three, this is crazy, all three games are plan- planned to be released within a six-year period after the first one releases. So, oh, well, that's second oh, third, which is crazy. It is. It's not going to happen. Now, this is a studio, like, anyone doesn't know, this is a studio that has, like, 1,200 people working there. So it's a much bigger studio than they were back, like, even five years ago and stuff. But that is nuts. Now, they're not saying it is happening for sure. Obviously, this is, like, investor stuff, so they're always going to talk shit, like, more than they normally do. And I love City Project Red, but of course they talk shit. Um, but that is crazy. But that's not the only Witcher stuff they talked about. So that, in addition to that trilogy... There's also another game, a spin-off called sorry, codenamed this stuff is just stupid. Project Canis Majoris. And it's being developed well, by They're named after no, Constellation. No, sorry, I skipped one, or I'll talk you about did. that one now actually. Um Codena Canis Majoris has been developed by a third party studio led by ex Witcher Veterans, which is just really weird to me. Um and the game will be a single player open world RPG. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. The thing is, I know that like I love the games they make, but this stuff is wild. Um, and it will be made in Unreal Engine 5 alongside the, t- the tool set okay. that they're making for the, the trilogy that talked about it. But the one I actually just forgot to mention there um, was the other spin off called Project Sirius. That's the fifth, no, is it, yeah, the fifth bloody project name. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is being developed by uh, the studio they acquired called the Molasses Flood, who made the Flood in the Flame, sorry, the Flame in the Flood game. Um, and they, yeah, so they're working on basically just another game that's apparently, you know, much different and appealing to a much broader audience, which is really weird to me. It's okay. like, mm. so, and it will apparently have single player multiplayer elements to it. So that potentially could be like a Gwent style thing. That's where if they're going to a more broader audience, maybe it's targeting 
more that kind of like competitive scene and stuff. But man, they just can't shut up, can they? <laughs> it's oh, I know everyone loves CDPR, well, used to at least, but this it's a bit like James Cameron with Avatar series. Well, series I call it. It's literally one fucking movie since two thousand and nine so far, as we speak in the 9th of October twenty twenty two. And remember when James Cameron announced Avatar. Two, three, four, five. And it was like, mm. oh, they're all going to come out within a few years of each other, starting from 2014. And it's like 2022 mm-hmm. right now. And the second movie should be coming out at the end of the year. I, I don't understand this, man. Like, it's literally seven new games and the DLC for a studio that, how many times did they delay Cyberpunk? <laughs> and mm. it was a disaster yeah, on launch. But they're not, it's not, it's not like they're saying within the next six years, you're going to get the next. Three major Witcher games. Yeah, but it's seven games, dude. That's Yeah, but they literally like... were working on one game and they failed to release it properly. I know. Now, <laughs> like seriously, I mean, come you, on. You look you look at you know Project Um Sirius, which is a completely different spin-off game thing by third party. Canis Majoris is a third party. So they'll have well, some oversight. Sirius is not over a third party, it, but... that's just a, the studio they acquired. But, yeah, yeah, but I mean like it's it's really the new Witcher trilogy will just be one game probably, right? Um so well, I, that's I don't not know. what they're saying. No, no, but they're not going to pump all three in six years. Well, who right? knows? They're not, not, no, right? not saying that. They, right? said, they said they said after. The, well, yeah, not within six years, but mm. they're saying the two and the three will release within the six year period after the first one. Yeah, so well, they have we'll, to be working we'll, on all we'll three. See. Yeah, uh, I've that's lost my faith in them, just like everyone else. I used to have really high, uh, a really high faith in these guys. Like they could do no wrong, but you know, everyone mm. can do wrong. Absolutely. Um, I think they're on the path to redemption. They're never going to fully redeem themselves, but it is exciting well, not, to not, see that these things are coming out. I say I think they have a chance to redeem themselves eventually, but not within the lifetime of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Oh, definitely not. Um, honestly, the the thing that I'm most excited about is probably the new IP out of all of them. Um, I I still want to finish The Witcher, but one thing that I'm bloody still waiting for <laughs> is the updated next gen version of it, which is three got delayed. Right? Of The yep. Witcher 3, yep. Um, so I can wrap it up. Oh, yeah, that's still not out, right? Properly. No, it's still not out. Um, <laughs> yeah, and... that that's a weird case, though, because the whole Russia thing. So that's so, an unfortunate situation. Yeah, but it, let's not make excuses for this studio, man. Like I mean, everyone... That's a pretty good excuse when the people um, making yeah, but... it were based in Russia. Yeah, but, dude, like, <laughs> there's lots of ways around those kind of things, right? Like, And they, they took it back anyway before all the conflict broke out, from what I remember. So yeah, I don't but know. I guess taking it back, it's different. You got to skill people up, and it's move a whole project to a whole bunch of new people. Yeah, I, I don't look. It'll it'll come out when it'll come out. I don't. I think they've shut themselves in the foot by releasing something too early when it shouldn't have been, and I think they clearly learned their lesson. And now it's just a case of get something out when it's actually finished. Mm-hmm. Um, but the new IP, yeah, that's I know nothing about it, but it's definitely something that i'm most excited about actually just to see what cool thing of their own they're going to create yeah i look i understand for investors the communication is very different than what you typically present as a to the game public but this just feels so like so ridiculous (laughs) it is it's so ridiculous it is it's stupid I could see if they talked about, okay, we are, we're working on a new IP in the background, right? We're working on a Cyberpunk sequel, like, cause that's, that would be a given at some point, right? And we're, we've already announced The Witcher. Mm. And it, hey, we have plans to make it a trilogy, right? 
but then to also talk about these other two games on the side of that trilogy and to say that they'll be without with within six years of the first one like just feels so like you are people are going to remember you said that that's it's you arrogance, know what I mean? man and like honestly yeah. this is what it reminds me of this is like if you're watching the the video on youtube yeah it's yeah. like Marvel going, we're releasing in phase four, phase three, whatever. And it's this movie. And then, you know, a quarter later, that movie and this movie. And and the difference is they like, I don't like these movies, by the way, these Marvel movies, but they deliver. They fucking deliver. You know, it's funny. Get billions of dollars. Like, you know, what's funny. You said that phase four is the one that actually got all screwed up for Marvel. (laughs) That's fine. But But they ended up delivering them eventually. But to this point, they have delivered, man. And they've like, their movies make a lot of money. Like, a lot of money, right? And they're mm. getting it out there. And then, I don't know, I just think it's, like, super arrogant for this studio who, like, man, put it in context, Cyberpunk 2077 was announced in 2012. That's when they announced mm. it. Similar yeah, to yeah. this, right? So, in that 10-year period, they released one game that released super poorly, and it's in a good state now, very playable, and, you know, it's... I don't know. I don't know mm. why anyone still supports them in that way of, like, believing what they're going to do. It's just the thing for me, the thing for me is I can I can throw crap at them all day about this stuff, but ultimately I love the output they do put out once they mm. kind of fix mm. it up. So I am excited for this stuff. So I don't want to like get that wrong, you yeah. know, as in like put that out there that you know I do like the stuff they do, but just sometimes learn to keep things quiet. Yeah, you know. So anyway, so I got to check on Mister Cat, but. Oh, Mike, Mike, this is like the ultimate segment for you. What yeah, are you doing? No, no, I'm running there and back. I'm just like checking Why? on him. For... This is, what are you, I'm going to check on him. Why don't you leave with the analog sure pocket okay. DRM? Why don't you leave with the analog pocket DRM <laughs> thing? You're not going to care about that. I'll be all right, right back. All right, you leave and miss the fun segment. Okay. And the fun segment is the fact that uh, Nintendo may be cracking down on eShop hentai games. And uh, we the, this news came because, and I say maybe we you know wait for any official confirmation on this stuff. <laughs> yeah. but, well, I don't think there will be official confirmation. Well, as in like let just maybe just not always take <laughs> the lack of, of word. boobies. <laughs> but we had a publisher of quote amazing, amazing mature loot titles <laughs> end quote <laughs> is claiming that Nintendo are no longer allowing games with uncensored nudity on the Switch. That's their words. Um. And the publisher is called Gamazumi. I don't know if that's how you say it, but they're behind such titles, such amazingly esteemed <laughs> titles as Elves Fantasy Hentai Puzzle, Beauty Bounce, and my personal favorite, Inside Her Bracket oh, Bedroom. Bracket Bedroom. Gross. What did I walk in on? Can, can, just <laughs> did you not look at the right sheet? No, I did. did I know. Just just to pick up one thing, Swinney, that I actually watched a uncensored let's play for research of the show on that first title that you put in there right Mm -hmm. and i was actually surprised that on the switch of like what they can show or what they were Mm -hmm. showing i was like i'm shocked that this is on the switch so they claim that their next title um which is called hot tentacles shoot (laughs) has been rejected by nintendo because of an alleged refreshed stance on adult content on the eShop. Quote, this is from right. uh, from Gamazumi. We received an answer from Nintendo and now we have confirmation that they do not allow 
uncensored boobs on their consoles now. Really? Also, <laughs> our recently announced game, Elf's Christmas Hentai Puzzle, was also rejected due to having nudity. That's all the info we have so far. <laughs> and just as an aside, when I was uh, reading the VGC article about this, the they had a line, last year two puzzle games were released on eShop openly advertising that they can be played with one hand. So that's the <laughs> current state of the eShop. <laughs> this is Mike is the writer no, of the hey, press release. Well, why do you say that? Believe it or not, I actually don't play any of those games. I don't give a shit about those games. I'm not into hentai whatsoever. Well, so to be clear, this is not just lots, anything that is in that style. They're yeah, saying that it could be just in yeah. uncensored nudity in general. Which would be slightly annoying and it's funny because i think about saints row and saints low i think was like this in the original game as well they used the um the, the pixelation censorship on on a fairly certain would have been in the original but it's game. done more because it's funny as well than anything else um I... but uh, like okay fair enough with all of this stuff i hope nintendo also move on to get rid of all the shovelware that gets put on there instead which i think is worse than having this stuff on there. I mean, it's a different kind of well, thing. I a suppose, lot of this but... stuff is also shovelware, Mike. Um... Yeah, it's totally yes shovelware. Yes and no, but at least they're, let's call <laughs> yes them no. actual unique. Well, no, because they're actually unique things. They're not just a couple of Unity. Oh, yeah. Literally Sorry. a Unity project <laughs> the, downloaded the unique... from GitHub. Mike, Mike, th- these two titles what? are very unique. Elves Fantasy Hentai Puzzle versus well, the one they dude. couldn't get on there. Elves Christmas Hentai dude, Puzzle. Dude, well, Mike, no, I literally watched the whole game right yeah like flicking through it and there's nothing to it it's like literally okay. like four puzzles like that's it okay then fuck that but I... that should be just fuck that purely from a perspective of it's trash to begin with not so much oh it's trash just got boobies in it i just think they need to remove the trash there's way I too much trash on there all for this because i look the whole censorship thing these games, I don't care if they exist and, you know, people should be able to put these games out and people should be able to consume it. But I don't feel the Nintendo eShop is the place that you put this stuff. It feels just inappropriate to me. Like, the Nintendo eShop is just... There's, like, you know, there's some titles that are just, like, oh, Panty Raider and all this stuff you like. I don't know. I I don't have, like, a kid's account on a Switch. I don't know if that stuff is filtered out when they look it at the is, shop or it not. It is, it is, it yes. is. Okay, thank- yeah, yeah. thankfully that is at least. And which yeah, it just yeah. feels, yeah. Why not it just it? feels like the wrong place for it. And not even from an ethical standpoint, just more from like, it's the Nintendo eShop. Like, it doesn't seem one brand. I don't want, I don't want to see yeah, that stuff when I'm looking at the Nintendo eShop. Like, fair enough. Put but... it on Steam, whatever. On, yeah, on, like, I I, but I mean, okay, that's, that's bad. But you can run around in a game like Saints Row that we've been talking about <laughs> with a dildo beating cops up. So where do you draw the line of what should and shouldn't be allowed? I think, I think most people hentai could look anime at... is less explicit than running around with a dildo beating mm, cops I don't up. know about that. I think it's... What do you mean? Like, it's fucking hentai. It's like... Well, hentai is literally a category of porn. Right? So yeah, like... it is a category of porn. But in my opinion, if, if I think about what, what is more fucked up to me, seeing a drone, a drone bunch of boobies is way less bad than... Seeing a cop being beaten up by someone well, with a dildo. When, let's like, not get in. Let's not get into the whole violence oh, versus then? sexual part because that's a whole other discussion. That no, but you I mean, could, like, he's like definitely not doing it. It's getting beaten by a dildo. No, no. But what it's I, a crossover event. The 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 point is that the Saints Row as a product is is. It's still that's a game. not the only thing Saints Row has to offer. Yeah. Right. Whereas this is all these games have. To offer. This exactly. is what they're designed for, mm. and they're also trash. 
Like, if these were yeah, well, that's really the good video games, you, I could see someone making an argument for it, but these are just trash that are put up for that reason. And it feels like the shovel you're talking about. It just feels like the eShop shouldn't be the place for all that shit. And I, and no, I, 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 I say that mean, for yeah. the same yeah. with the Xbox and the PlayStation market. PlayStation, obviously, they don't have a lot of that stuff. But Steam is the place that ma- makes sense, right? Or at least an offshoot of Steam that has the adult content, wow. you know? So. Hmm. And, and I, like, generally hate censorship, like, in deplatforming and all this other mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But I think the key thing is, like, are there successful platforms you can be on, right? Like, I hate when people get banned from stuff and it's, like, banned from, you know, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, like, everything effectively, right? Like, if they're able to be on one of the platforms, it's, like, I don't mind it as much. It's, like, mm. But I think I totally agree with Swinney. Like, the fact that you have this already on Steam, it's a bit, like, it, you've got... You're covered. Like, Steam is, like, the biggest platform. Like, if Steam started banning this stuff, I'd be a bit uncomfortable with that, honestly. Because I think, you know, I don't really inherently have a problem. I just think it's trashy. But but I also agree with where you're coming from before, Mike. It's like, there's way too much crap on the Nintendo mm. eShop. Like, oh. I bring back the fucking seal of approval, man. Like, have mm. some, like, honestly. like It's dead. There's no chance of bringing yeah, it back. Yeah, I, but I, I don't really understand the logic of, like, surely a lot of these games you could play it for, like, an hour, right? All of them, right? And just some of them are just like, nah, like, you ain't going to kind of come on my platform. I feel like they can carve out, like, honestly, like 50% of the games from the platform. Pro- probably, yeah. And I just, I just you wouldn't have any downside, on really. Trash on there. Yeah. The fact, the fact that they had a game called Inside Her Bracket Bedroom already on the eShop, and I have no <laughs> idea what that game plays like, but the fact that someone at Nintendo saw that submission come in and said, yeah, that title's fine. It's just wild to me. It's just wild. Honestly, it's a funny title, but it's not like a title I'd want to see on the eShop. You know what I mean? But I think the strangest thing to me is like that PlayStation was banning these things for such a long time. Hmm. And then like at the same time, they're even worse with shovelware than Nintendo. Like PlayStation has ones where it's like, you know, the stuff that happens on Xbox where you boot the game up and you press a button like a hundred times and you get a platinum trophy. And that's that's, Hmm. that's all the game is. You got like Life of Black Tiger and stuff like that. Stuff does also exist on the Xbox yeah. every now and then, but there's some iconic ones on PlayStation. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, don't but I, again, I was like pretty surprised that they have this on Nintendo. I was like, I don't know if it's full frontal nudity, Swinny, but it's like, like definitely boobies and stuff like that. And I was like, mm, okay, like I, I don't know. It's just so weird to me thinking that they were censoring like blood in the nineties in and Mortal Kombat. <laughs> now they're like showing anime boobies. It's so kind of And to be clear, like I don't want the, the policy of you can't show any nudity at all is not one that I would want to see applied. It's more the games that are clearly like someone, anyone looks at it and goes, okay, that is not something that should probably be. But, I'm talking like think there's games that are use nudity. Like the Witcher. In, yeah, like The Witcher and like Fahrenheit mm. and like there's games that that use nudity but they don't use it. Like, but are they going to ban that? That's the thing. That's, that's what, what I was going to say. I don't know. Where I don't do you know. draw the know. line? Yeah, that's I mean, because then it becomes yeah. kind of I would almost say hypocritical if those games don't get banned because no, they do agree. contain front, frontal nudity and stuff. Well, and they can they can judge whatever they want. Really, say their well, policy. Ultimately, to... of course, yeah. But I'm yeah. saying from from the sake of consistency, where do you draw that line? And by the way, I don't disagree. I actually. I don't give a shit if this stuff is there or not. I think get get rid of it. It doesn't feel like it belongs there, mm. but at the same time, 
what Nintendo is now and the kind of games you can play on it and play on under the Nintendo banner, if you could call it that, is totally different to what used to be. Yeah, it's surprising, right? In previous years, completely different. It's a whole new thing. So my uh, my PSA to anyone that wants these games, download them. them now because they're probably going to get removed. Um, better get them if you want to removed? play. That's uh, interesting. You reckon they get removed? I reckon they will remove games. 100%. Oh, okay. Yeah. I reckon. I reckon if you if you want the mm. elves fantasy hentai puzzle, you should probably download it on Just, Switch now. But I, oh, but I really wanted the Christmas one because Christmas <laughs> around the too corner. Bad, too bad. Be a really good birthday present for my girlfriend. Damn it. Well, Intego, you've got a story to talk to us about the analog pocket. That's mm. right. Like uh, always, there's been a lot of news in analog for a long running time. But mm-hmm. uh, highly esteemed Mister Core Developer Jutago has announced that he's going to be putting DRM. And I'm really interested to hear what you think about this. DRM on his analog pocket cores in an effort to increase his Patreon. So following on from his Ghosts and Goblins arcade core, which was released in the, in the last week, he posted on his Patreon. And I do want to quote like the whole thing. So you guys, this is pretty much the whole thing, like in terms of the whole context, what he's doing and why he's doing it, to be fair to him and like his little team. Uh, as you uh, so, there's a quote. As you know, there was an update on the pocket on Tuesday. You may have also noticed a small print when you press the analog button. This is your chip ID, and it is unique for your device. Although the JT GNG core works on any pocket, my plan is to compile the cores to work only on patrons' pocket devices. Why? Because I want to hire a second engineer to speed up development. See how long the coverage analysis on the Neo Geo Pocket is taking? Another reason is that the Pocket has proven to be hard to design for and it requires a lot of testing. I know that people don't like when a file is locked to a device, neither do I. We may release free compilations with time, but in the short to medium term, closed compilations pay for development and we all need the development. What do we need to do? Just load the JTGNG core and press the analog button. Write down the hexadecimal string in small print at the bottom of the screen and send it to his email address. You need to in- include your Patreon username and or email used to register in Patreon. And this is like sent the whole like little tiny analog pocket community into like a crazy flurry. Man, it's been pretty wild, actually. Very first question I have yes. is: This the first time something like this has been done in the FPGA kind of community? Really good or question. Or like the really Mr. good question or anything like that. So, putting a huge context and like massive step back, right? I think in the whole emulator space. Very early on, there was like no one doing stuff like paying for emulators, right? Then stuff like Bleem came along and there were people paying. And I think the whole community was like, that's kind of bullshit. Like to all, to lock it all up, right? From the start, Mist has always been a bit weird and different. Like it's very common to have patron, uh, like patrons and Patreon accounts and, oh, okay, you get something earlier than everyone else. Mm. But it's like two weeks, like, you'll get it first, then two weeks later, it'll come out to everyone. Jutago is, like, pushed it even further before. So when he was doing the whole CPS2 stuff, when they were still working on it, and so CPS2, again, is the Capcom play system, so that's, like, Street Fighter Alpha and all those arcade games. Street Fighter Alpha 2, I should say. Um, when he was doing all of that work, it was all kind of locked in a beta core. But I think everyone was a bit like, well, it's not finished yet. You know, it's only going to be for patrons, right? This is like another step beyond that because it's it's not even really saying 
like, hey, this is just while we're working it out. This is just like anything that's going on the pocket specifically is only going to be for patrons hmm. and maybe we'll release it. Maybe we won't. And man, people are like blowing up on this. So his patron was like 3,000 patrons uh, and he wanted it to get to like 4,000. And it's only been like 100 or 200 people that have joined since he started doing the pocket stuff. And I think it's kind of like annoying him or something like that. Just from like reading some of the other posts that he's posted. But I think it's going to backfire. Like I'm actually going to follow his numbers, but man, like there's been like a hundred plus comments on the Reddit subreddit on analog pocket. And pretty much anyone who's like on his patron is like, Oh, I'm quitting his patron. Like, fuck this. Jeez. Like I'm pissed at this. This is bullshit. Like I want to support this guy, but this is not cool. Like, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I look. I can see where the idea has come from. Obviously, if you need to, if you want to pay someone to come on board to help, that money has to come from somewhere, right? But I just look at the the verification process where you have to email them and with the details. Like, what happens if he just decides oh, I'm not doing this Patreon anymore, and then suddenly people can't verify that stuff anymore? Yeah. Like, it's you have that problem with big drm systems that people hate that you know they the the verification process goes offline and suddenly people can't you know authenticate and stuff and suddenly this is a manual process it just feels like that could go bad in who knows how many years time if he decides to move on but once um, you have the file you have the file right it's just that he creates but what if you need what if you lose a file and but you still like because shit. that's the thing is like you know i don't know how his patreon works surely if you if you pledge for a month or do you need to keep pledging? You know, like yeah. there's there's a difference there as well. What is um, it? Is it a one time cost? You could to join get access. Well, I've also got like, two analog pockets, so it's like, well, do I have to put both? Do I have to subscribe twice? Well, do I have to I mean, hit a certain tier? There's like, a lot of it, questions. It's a funny thing, but in the end, in the end, I don't know. Like, if I don't know how to put it, someone's working to create something, which generally there's this expectation and entitlement that it's going to be for free. Everyone will get it for free, but there's people working hard for this yeah. stuff and there's people that mm. that are potentially, you know, going part-time with their jobs or something to focus on this. I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, they're full-time. Like, so this is... use cases. Or it's a full-time thing, right? like, trying to be fair to him so, and his team. It's like, he's literally said, like, like, I want like, to hire another person. Yeah, and is it that, that bad to try to somehow get something for your time and effort? to be able to pay your bills and shit? I don't think it is. I mean, it's only jarring and shit because it's not common practice and now everyone's jumping up and down about it. Join the thing, pledge five bucks, get yourself the core. What's the fucking big deal? I don't really <laughs> think it's... I mean, it's interesting perspective, Mike. I, I think mm. for me, it's like the sense of the community as well. Like, it's amazing to see so many people who have been subscribers, supposedly, mm. like at least that's what they're saying. And we'll see it with the numbers. Because I think it's like monthly, the patrons numbers change that they're like, Hey, I've supported this dude, but I'm like really unhappy about this approach and I'm not going to support him anymore. Like, I don't, what I don't are, care. If those are legit people, okay. That they're, they're probably the people that I would listen to, if that makes sense. Mm. People who haven't paid a single cent to this guy or to any of this kind of stuff. You're, I don't even give a shit about their opinion in that sense. It's just entitlement, right? They just want free shit. Yeah. But people that have been supporting this guy, 
if they're legit about having supported him in the past and they want to back out, okay, I would love to really understand why why is it such a big deal? I mean, you're already supporting the guy. All you need to do is send an email and get your shit. Well, it's, um, that's, as Integral said, the sense of community and feeling like it's a wrong from a... Like a moral standpoint. Almost. Yeah, I like, get, and I, I do get that because this has traditionally been an open source thing, hasn't it? It's it's free it's for a, all. This is where someone Mr. works for. This is where Mister has been weird. A business because it's not really open source. Like Mister has actually got some real big problems with the way that they describe mm. their their licenses. So there's some parts of the the system that they don't share with people, like the code. They just release it like it's like a binary, right? which is totally against that open source spirit. Like you can't just do things from scratch in the Mr. Space. It's very like, it's very personality driven. I don't really like to get too into it because I think it's just like school politics. It's like boring shit to me, like and stupid. But um, the other thing about it is Mike, he's built off the back and his team of so many people that have released things mm. for free. Like so much of their work, the foundation of it was actually based on MAME the software emulator, right? Because those right. people did a lot of work to get those emulators working well. Now, he's, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants, but then it's like, everything I'm doing, you have to pay for m- to me and my team. It's like... Yeah. Well, I, I think, can see why I the community the, would be pissed about something like well, that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's kind of like the quid pro quo. People are like, <sighs> if I get it early? Yeah, okay. That's, I think everyone felt like it was fair. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm getting it a bit early. People, other people can't get it. If you tell your mate, hey, can you send me that thing? That You know, you can do it. It works, whatever. But I think this has pushed it too far for most people. I think no, personally I mean. it yeah, seems yeah. too much, but I'm not a subscriber, so... Any it's... any idea the actual cost that might be involved with this in the future, or we don't know that stuff? What do you mean by that? As in, what what would it actually cost someone to get access to the core? We're talking $15, $15 what are we talking about? $4.50 Australian per month. Yeah, the, the part that makes me, as much as it is a bit icky to think about, is that... These people have already spent ridiculous amount of money on these bloody analog pockets as devices and have no issue with that part of it. Um, it's obviously, I think, almost part of me is like, try maybe try to find a, a better way to handle it. But, you know, it's like, I'm trying to think of like a way to make it more optional. But it's like, you still have to, I don't know, like maybe you have to access it through the Patreon, but it's via like a, the free pledge or whatever the free tier of patreon but then it's all advertised around but please submit the project i don't know how it works you know with that it just feels like there's a better way to handle it if that makes sense yeah and and like i think we are all on the same page that he's entitled to run it however he wants yeah like do whatever you want dude right but how people receive it is also Mm. their right to receive it however they want and it's been very seemingly negative for the most part Mm. like I'm probably being super fair in saying that because it's been honestly pretty extremely negative. <laughs> like, I'm keen mm. to see where this goes because um, I, I see it's it's really interesting. It's it's like watching the serial podcast. The more information I learn about this, the more I change my view, and I go back from ah this is bullshit to ah fair enough, and it keeps going back and forth. So I'm actually kind of keen to see where this lands and if people do leave or not. But I find it I find knee jerk reactions like this fascinating because I was I was having this argument with my girlfriend the other day about. Um, how she will not acknowledge or think about stuff that is a huge cost of money. So, for example, if we're trying to build a house, as an example, and she's mucking around delaying shit and not thinking about it, it's costing thousands of dollars literally every month extra. But 
doesn't think about that, doesn't care about that, but she will get prissy at me because I leave a light bulb on and it wastes like half a cent of electricity. You know what I mean? It's that disconnect where it's completely fucking irrational, like super irrational, right? If you, you want to like talk about wasting, to call, to call her completely. I hope she's irrational. not watching this, but it is. It's fucking irrational, man. So <laughs> danger, danger, Will Robinson. So it's one of those things where I'm like, I fucking get it, but like, yeah. It's... All right, I just the last one. I want to be clear. So this is the Neo. Is it the Neo Geo Core? No, this is all. Handling? No, no. So he doesn't have anything to do with the Neo Geo Core. This is all of his arcade oh, okay. cores. If he ever okay. wants to try to get like CPS two on there, like I'd be super interested in that. Um, he's done a lot of like he's one of the main devs. This, like, this is Mister. Is this any of the like the Super Nintendo, no. the Nintendo stuff? Okay. No, they're all free. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, that's all. I just want to be clear, like yeah. anyone listening, does it affect them? You know, wanting to get into this? No, so you can get like obviously the device came with like Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy yeah. Advance, Game Gear, and then um, Sega Mega Drive, uh, Sega Master System is now on there. NES, NES, they're all free, and then yeah. you know like these arcade cores, which I don't think are ever going to be the biggest on the platform hmm. because I think it's more of a consolely type thing. Um, yeah, I, unless CPS2, if he somehow figures out a way to port that. So wait, so a lot of these arcade cores might be specific to games as well, is that right? No, they're totally specific to it. Like, so do you have to go through the verification email process for every single one? No, I think you submit the your chip ID, your name and everything like that. And when he's building them, oh, they'll be on there. Okay. But then there's okay. also weird shit. It's like, wait, can can people extract your, your email? Can they extract your chip ID? Like, what's the security on it, right? I mean, like, might might do like hashed emails and stuff. But, who knows, yeah. right? But I mean, the chip IDs will need to be. Yeah, maybe they can hash it. But like, I don't know. It's, it's ultimately, I'm a bit like, you know, the other elephant in the room is like, man, like, like everyone's just downloading these ROMs, right? <laughs> it's kind of a bit weird. It's like you've got these people who are like thieves, and then like you have to pay for this DRM. It just doesn't. You know, like some people are even comparing him to um, Team Executor. Executor or Executioner? Exactly. Yeah, ex- Executor, yeah. Yeah, who did the whole Nintendo Switch, you know, like piracy stuff. And I was like, whoa, that's like, when you start getting compared to that, <laughs> teams like that, it's like, that's not a good comparison. Mm. But it's pretty close, so. Well, there you go. I think that, that wraps us up for our news stories this week. Um, but there is a lot. Leftover, and we might pick mm-hmm. up a couple of the scraps in our big Sizzler wrap-up. Um, any headlines that you know that, that call out to you guys and from our list we've got in front of us? There are some, but I'll let you go into go because I just need well, to check on the cat. This is the biggest one that, like, the Steam Deck is now like no reservations in the states and other regions. It's available, and you can get the dock now as well. So. Some history for people who are like Australia <laughs> or live in Australia like us. Valve hates Australia with a passion. Hmm. Like Australian government has sued them multiple times. <laughs> They've had like had to change like the way that Steam itself works because of it. <laughs> like there's a whole bunch of stuff that they just hate Australia genuinely. And I think also they're relatively like a small company in a way, right? With like small staff and everything like that. So Releasing in Australia is a pain in the ass, and we still can't order the analog. Uh, sorry, the the Steam Deck in Australia, which just absolutely gives me the shits. 
But um, it's much more likely to happen soon, mm. given that now it's like you can just order it in the States. Like, people are literally ordering and getting it like a week later, which is incredible, so... Yeah, this look, this is great for everyone that wanted one and mm. wasn't early on the bandwagon to be able to get one as, you know, however they distributed, distributed it. But um, it does make me hope that, you know, the announcement is in the near future for this stuff. I know Mike's obviously... Both you and Mike are really holding out for that. Yeah. But um, everything... <laughs> the other Steam Deck stuff, you know, was pretty funny. So how they had some of their social ads... Advertising a Switch emulator in the the screenshots, which That's was crazy, pretty pretty wild. <laughs> um, now the the actual icon for it is pretty like if you don't know what it is, it doesn't look like it's a Nintendo Switch emulator. Um, I don't know what it's called. It's like Yuzu or something. Yuzu or like, something. Yeah. Yeah. Yazu, so Yuzu, they something. they very quickly uh, removed that ad, which makes sense. But um, but yeah, Mike, we're just saying that um, uh, that the Steam Deck you can now get a Steam Deck in the US pretty yes. easily. I did. Uh, I did see. There's no reservations, but still nothing in Australia, mm. which sucks. Big mm. Donkey Kong balls. It feels like it's been out for a lot longer than it has. Like it feels like it's been out for years now, Mike. Mm. But it's only February this year, so pretty much like mm. March. And oh, most yeah, wow. people couldn't get it. it. Definitely feels a bit longer. Like most people couldn't get it. So it's only relatively recently that, but yeah, like you can kind of get it in the states if you want. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm really hoping that EB. I'm sure it's through EB Games. Like even. Saturday, yeah, just like last. I yeah, I've got like an alert now. Anything that EB Games posts, it's like prompts me now, right? Because I couldn't nah, be bothered writing be a bot. Annoying for it. as hell. <laughs> no, they actually don't post as much as I thought they would, right? Okay, but they actually posted something on Saturday. It was like, like with Valve, and I was like, holy shit! Like I'm gonna get this straight away. And then it was like the Valve Index. They had that back uh, up on sale. Right? So yeah, I'm still toying with like which one I'm gonna get. 64, 256, or 512. Depends on the price in, in the end. So. But I'll, I'll definitely be picking up a Steam Deck for sure. Like, guaranteed. Same. 100%. So, so maybe oh, 64, because so I just know I'm just going to get it straight away. So, But yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. Like, hopefully it will come out soon. But um, yeah, the emulator thing, I wonder if they're going to get their ass kicked for that. Or, like, it seems very strange, man. Like, would Nintendo give them a call? Maybe they're legal or something like that. They did take it's it down. It's me and it's end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the stories I quite liked was um, Piloing 64. So we knew it was coming to the Nintendo Switch. Um, it's coming this week on mm. the 13th of October. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you guys saw the trailer for it. Mm-mm. Check it out. It's really bizarre um, because, well, the audio is the, the important part. Oh, so okay, we can't, okay. we yeah, can't you can see, it. You can show. see my face. <laughs> It is <laughs> like he's going to like they they base just the voiceover is just it's a choice. It's very I find it very funny and it's like a game I pilot with sixty four. You think oh it's going to be fun music, but it's almost like I don't know, like porno music with a with a voiceover that's quite questionable. It's 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 I actually like it. It's it's I like when they do they oh, go yeah, the I extra mile. It. Yeah, it's crazy. They go the extra mile. It's when crazy. They no reason. To. <laughs> that's yeah. so weird. Why would they do that? <laughs> So check out the Pilot Wing 64 Switch uh, commercial. Um, top yeah, top comment lo- on YouTube. Whoever is doing the trailer's voice needs a raise. <laughs> I um, that's this is one of the first games that's made me go. Oh, maybe I need to get that that expansion pack thing because there's I no other it, yeah. because there's no other real way to play that game outside of emulation. You know, so and I it's been so long since I played that game. So nice. So yeah. 
The, like really quickly, like PS Five has been jailbroken. Pretty interesting. It it what so jailbreak just means you can install things and you can get to the file system outside of you know the confines that you're meant to be in normally. You can't actually start games on it. Like it's a bit convoluted the way it all works. But it does show the difference between like Sony and Microsoft in this regard. Like I know, I know that like Sony's definitely a bigger target than PlayStation, but the fact that the Xbox like One and the Series X still haven't really been hacked is pretty mm. amazing. Like to this day. So yeah, like it's I don't know. I I hope for Sony's sake it doesn't like open up and, you know, have a long-term impact on PlayStation. Because, man, it really killed the Vita, and it also probably killed the growth of the PSP. So if the PS5 properly got hacked, like, that could be, like, a really bad situation for Sony. And that stuff also has a mass... It can have a flow-on impact to just normal players that aren't interested in stuff. So, for instance, with the Xbox 360, one of the big reasons for the next generation Xbox One for them moving to basically achievements, right? Yeah. Achievements are unlocked when you're online on Xbox One onwards. You can't unlock them offline. Now, you can unlock the requirements and they'll unlock when you go online, but a lot of that was to combat the people hacking the 360 and doing that. And it actually it actually screws up a lot and it actually screws people yeah, up. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, and so there's like... It just kind of just messes with the whole ecosystem when people do it. And look, I'm not a fan in general of consoles that are currently on the shelves being being hacked and stuff. It's just not my thing. But look, it is, as you said, it's almost surprising the like the the Xbox One and, and Series Series S specifically hasn't happened because we know the people use uh, was a retro arc that for the console for the emulation part and yeah but that, surprising. that's approved no but what i'm saying is i'm surprised that with the interest that draws people in that they haven't there hasn't been more interest to really or they haven't been able to break that one open so for other reasons yeah i, I like i watch a really really interesting gdc talk from the hardware engineer behind xbox and the whole security architecture and it's crazy what they're doing compared to everyone else it's like Every single code, like, that's executed has to have, like, verified authority. Like, it's just the way that they've architected is really crazy. I think also combined with they're a smaller target. Like, if are you going to spend mm. a thousand hours trying to crack open an Xbox when you could do a PlayStation? That's, like, mm. three times the amount of people on it or maybe two times the amount. Yeah. So, um, it's also online games, like, playing against hacked consoles, like, screws you up. Mike, hmm. anything you want to... Yeah, I actually really like the look of Need for Speed Unbound. Mm. It looks really interesting. Yeah, I love the art style. It's pretty unique. I mean, I'm trying to remember there was a game on PlayStation 1 or 2 that sort of had the... It wasn't quite the same art style, but it had sort of that cartoon overlay. Do you guys remember the game 13? X- yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 talked about kind it of that. Yeah, yeah. The same, the same sort of. Um, but this mixes 3D with that as well, which just is really unique. There was, there was really a, cool. se- there was a Sega racing game that used like cel shaded cars. And I stuff. think, it, yeah, it was that. It was some. Um, it was Sega, but I, I remember that. So this, this could be really cool. But I mean, it's, it's more like the effects and the, the characters and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. The cars still look. 3D auto, and stuff, auto modelista was the uh, that's it. Auto no, it wasn't. It was it was Capcom. That's the Capcom. one. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so yeah, this looks really really cool, and it, it's got a very it's got a very Need for Speed Underground 
vibes to it as well. And that's, you know, the probably maybe my favorite. And I think in the community, it's it's Need for Speed Underground 2 is almost the favorite game in the series. As someone that hasn't played that many of the more modern Need for Speeds, it feels like the last game that made any kind of real big impact was or at least modest impact was like the most wanted remake that feels like yeah, maybe that, yeah. when um criterion i think that was the criterion one whereas i think they've really struggled to make a massive mark obviously the casual people casual gamers will always buy these games but mm. they're just generally they come out and you forget about them or the general com- community forgets about them so i hope i really want them to have a win with that series because mm. i do love the original games so uh, well, last thing one from me was um, there's a new Catan game coming to consoles, <laughs> which I am super pumped by because I've I love the Catan game um, that was on Xbox 360 from Big Huge Games, who, who worked on Kingdoms of Amalur. So a weird connection there. Um, but I haven't been a big fan of a lot of the like the mobile Catan games. There's one I play all the time, but they try to mix they try to do live service stuff with them and just, i'm not interested i just want to play katana against cpus or maybe online but it's uh yeah so there's a new version coming out to basically all platforms but not switch switch already has a, oh. a katana game on it but i don't think it's beloved so this is a different developer a different game so okay. katana console edition shame not on switch i'll be really cool on switch Last thing for me was just the the Splatfest, the next Splatfest for Splatoon is announced. So these are meant to happen like normally monthly. That's always been the cadence for Splatoon 1 and 2. So people are already going, wait, what's going on? We had a Splatfest in September, but not October. We won't have a Halloween one. And then there's, you know, this Pokemon collaboration. The one thing that's interesting is, and I actually went back to the Splatoon 3 Direct and watched it again, like pretty much almost the whole thing. It's amazing how much detail was in that. Like, it's stuff that I've like, oh, okay, they haven't actually released that yet. Hmm. So there's a mode in, you know, Salmon Run, Swinny, where you're like, hmm. it's like the PVE horde mode, not whore mode, uh, the horde <laughs> mode. Salmon Run. I wish we could say horde Salmon Run, whore mode. mode. Episode <laughs> title. <laughs> but um, with Salmon Run, there's a new thing called Big Run where they, it like takes over levels and the plaza and stuff like that. So I, I wonder if there might be something this month around that because they said they're going to be every two months, those things. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But I do like the Splatfests. I'm going to try to ease off playing Splatoon and just really play it like crazy so, during the so Splatfests. So what are the choices? Do we oh, know what the choices yes. are? Yes. So the three, because there's three choices now for the Splatfests. It's grass type, fire type, water type. That's going right. to be the choices. So it's the first time they've proper done a, a Pokemon collaboration, which is pretty cool. So... <laughs> It just also cool. shows how massive the game has become mm. that Splatoon is going to be advertising Pokemon. I mean, like, the, that is crazy to me to think, so... And you showed us that there's, like, a Google Splatoon thing, isn't there? Yeah, I, I think it's off now, but... like That I was really cool, yeah. Believe I, that. I tried like, that when you sent it. Yeah, like, where is it? Like, if you sent Splatoon... Was it Splatoon 3, I think? You just had to, no, you just had to Google Splatoon. I don't know. Just, oh yeah, look, it's still Yeah, like it's <laughs> really, really cool. So cool. Like, how insanely big is yeah. this game that they've done this? Like, this is so I, weird. Obviously, Google gets a lot of shit, and some of it rightly so. But when they do these things, they're always really cool. Hmm. 
Yeah. So um, I'm, you know, happy my little Splatoon universe mm-hmm. is a lot happening there. So the game will get a lot of support, obviously. Well, I can't wait and- to see the sales of it. Any any last uh, thing you want to chat about, Mike? Nope, nothing from me. All right, well, I think it's time to get to our special feature at the end of the show. First time in a long time. Um, we're going to quickly chat. We're probably Uh-oh. not going to spend too long about it. Mm. About how we're all tracking on our 2022 gaming resolutions. So I actually completely forgot to post in, like I planned, what our gaming resolutions were, but I'm sure we can all think of them <laughs> off the top of our head. I think we can remember them. I'm yes. sure we can remember off the top of our Mine head. Mine were a bit tricky, but I'll try to remember them. So uh, I've got it in the tab. Have... I've got it in the tab if you want to see it. Who who wants to uh, chat about it first then? I'll, I'll get it out of the way. So I had three. Uh, <laughs> one was to finish The Witcher 3. Uh, the other one was to finish clock Mass it. Effect Andromeda to clock them. And one was to clock a modern Assassin's Creed. Out of which, to keep the story short, I have only completed one, which is I've completed but Assassin's you, Creed Origins. But you've completed one. You so can clock it, it off. You got, I, it's I, awesome. Yeah, Why is so sad off? about it? Well, I don't know. Just, that's one more that you completed last year. Why am I sad about year? it? Because it's the 9th of bloody October. <laughs> you're, already, you're already tracking <laughs> better than I'm last year, dude. It. Like, be happy. I, no, I genuinely I, I thought you weren't going to do any of these. I did. So and and look, if The Witcher, if the if the update came out, I probably would have done that too. But it's now at the point where you know what, it's taking too bloody long. I don't know when it's going to come out. I'm just going to finish it as is with the. Oh current. no, my cast used his fancy PC to play or switch to play The Witcher. So. Well, here's the thing. I'm I'm kind of slightly confused. There's definitely not going to be an update on the Switch. I know that for a fact. I don't see how it can possibly be updated because it already well, no, runs like us at the lowest possible resolution. <laughs> Uh, and there's an update for PlayStation and Xbox, but I actually don't recall now. Is there an update for PC as well? I, I can't remember. I, can't I actually remember don't think there is. Anything. So what the hell am oh, I even waiting well, for? Because I'm going to play it on PC, PC and Switch. Why is it getting an update for PC? Hmm. No, I thought maybe... It's already may- updated. Maybe they... Well, yeah, but I mean, you can already it's play it at 60 on consoles and stuff. So I'm like, if, oh. if- then maybe if there's any like new quests they add in or something like side stuff or anything, mm. they, they'll get updated. Oh, I don't that. think they're but, doing yeah. any of that. I don't think so. I'm just saying if they're bundling in anything like that. But um, but yeah, no, no Mike. I think uh, I think you're gonna have to get onto that Witcher three. Um, because, yeah, I think uh, I think that you, might actually be my next main thing. Cause it's not gonna come out this year, to finish I it. The next gen update, right? Uh, and the things, Mike. If you start it and you're playing it, and then the and update gets announced and you'll just update the game you're playing already you know yeah so, and then it won't be Switch backwards one. compatible so then i'll have to go start it from mm. scratch and i'm not doing that again because i started this game no joke fucking five times i reckon at least and each time i've probably put in minimum 50 hours oh yeah and your and your mass effect andromeda your 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 failing that one early you're, you're not gonna do it <sighs> look it's 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 still <laughs> october so who knows but at the moment the last time i played it and again there was the fifth time i started the game maybe or the sixth time across multiple platforms and each time i get a little bit further and i go fuck this shit i'm just not enjoying it okay. so hmm. you're not gonna oh, we'll see. you're not gonna finish it probably not we'll so, see but i feel like i might be thick-headed enough to just go now nah, fuck it i'm just nah. gonna push through it mm-hmm. don't we'll see it. don't say it we'll it- see Intergot, do you want to go next? Yeah, yeah. So I had finished this story. So I beat World 23 of Ring Fit Adventure. So I'm like halfway through. 
Nice, nice, man. How much weight did you gain? I haven't, I haven't beaten it. Oh, I thought you said you beat it. No, oh. no, no. no this is oh, yeah. oh okay. All right. I'll reverse <laughs> that nice. Oh, right, right. I'm, I'm like, wow, he's done, done it. Excited. He's done it. How much but how far did you get? How far did you I'm get? getting gains. Yeah, how much well, weight did you gain so yet. far playing that game? The year's not over. I think I'm like halfway through or something ballpark like that maybe and like what 10 kilos heavier than when you started playing oh, the game massively yeah, yeah. i've gained heaps of covid <laughs> so i shouldn't laugh because i'm the same so <laughs> yeah why are you laughing at me being a fat ass you fat ass um yeah Ultra i don't know if, fat ass. <laughs> i don't know if i'm gonna be able to do it honestly like yeah it's gonna be borderline i'm just checking now where why I'm not to. is it hard or pace to finish oh no i just checked where i'm up to fuck i'm only up to world 10 so i'm not oh. even yeah don't they then have like the entire thing again, but like with remixed stuff? I actually have it. I can't show it on the screen because I haven't like set it out. I know, I know. But uh, yeah, no, no, you can do it three times over. Yeah. Before it like okay. properly repeats. But everyone just considers beating World 23. So if I'm looking at it, it's like one third. I'm probably like about one third through the game. And I, okay. you know, if I'm pacing myself to the end of the year, I should really be more like two thirds through the game. So. Yeah, I don't Does know. Does that mean you'd have to it. play twice a day or something to catch up or uh, yeah, I just have to play it like every day or something like that. So okay. I don't know. I'm not gonna get that one done, I don't think. The other one that I had to do is keep a positive ratio of clocked games divided by bought games. So that's actually tracking well. Um I'm on top is of Is it that. currently po- is it currently positive? Yeah, it's positive. It's been nice, positive almost nice. through the whole year. And I, I might go back to some games. The problem is, you know, I'll probably get Bayonetta 3, Mario Rabbids, I'll definitely beat. Mm-hmm. And then, what was the other one? Um, oh, I can't remember. God of War. God of War. So I'll beat that. But Bayonetta 3, I don't know if I'll clock it or not. <laughs> so I'm accumulating games that I'm not beating. So, And then the other one that is going to be tricky is uh, significantly play all of the 2022 Game Awards nominees i was thinking about that one because significantly is obviously something that is open to interpretation you know yes Um, is is that something where is a is a significant amount a third a half three quarters you know (sighs) a third or enough of it to know what the game's all about Hmm. i've got some hypothetical games i think elder rings a lock Mm -hmm. honestly i think god of war ragnarok's gonna be a lock Mm -hmm. yeah uh, I, I I wouldn't be shocked, yeah, if Horizon Forbidden West is also there. Mm-hmm. They're like three out, of, and it's get if you based on like last year, it's six. <laughs> then it gets Honey flaky. I, I feel like Stray could be there. Like I don't think it should be, but I, I now, totally can imagine it. This being will there. never happen, right? Yeah. Imagine if Saints Row was there. Would you just say nah. I'm not playing? I'm that. not playing. I'm not it. buying no it. No, no, no. <laughs> like I'd rather fail my resolution. Than no way. That. No way. <laughs> Based on how people are receiving Gotham Knights, that's not going to be there. Hmm. And then it's going to get really like dicey, I reckon. Like Xenoblade Chronicles Three might make it. That actually received that was received really well. It will get discounted by the fact that some places don't go hard on the Nintendo Switch coverage. So hmm. I don't know. I, fuck. You know what? I would hope to God is in the six Splatoon Three. <laughs> and I'll be like, thank God, <laughs> done. <laughs> It could. Put a could. thousand hours into maybe that, like, bad boy. Maybe Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. Get get some <laughs> yeah, games that I've like fucking fully played. <laughs> That'd be like the easiest one of my Actually, my dream lineup would be Elden Ring, Horizon, 
God of War, Stray, so Splatoon three, any game you play, and then Turtles. Like I'd be like, <laughs> oh fuck, I'm done. I just gotta <laughs> just gotta play God of War. That would be amazing if that happened. So I don't know when they announced the nominees though. That's the thing I'm nervous about. I'm like, mm. sometime in November. Well, obviously, but um, but how close is it to when Jeff's got his mm. little event on? So which is the December the eighth. So yeah, yeah. So that would be the tricky one. It depends how many uh-huh. games I need to kind of cover. So Look, we'll see how the, that's obviously a very tough one. But uh-huh. you, you, uh, like I say, you're tracking well. But then you do have to pick up the ring fit if you want to. Do there's that, risk. There's risk. Yeah, there's risk. If it's like tunic or something like that, it's like ah oh, shit. What am I going to do? All right. Well, my my resolution. So you know, as always, the Dark Souls level one, Soul level one run. I completed that start of the year, so that was marked off, which was fun. Yeah, that was crazy. The I'm going backwards in the list here, but uh, complete my PS pile of shame. I'm not. I've completed eight out of the thirteen PlayStation console exclusives, so pretty not good. tracking great, Still but it's something I can pick up. And I, I, I've got so many games in the works, but I just have to stick with some. Like for instance, I started Horizon Zero Dawn, but I'm like, okay, oh, did do you? I do I move on with that, or yeah. do I go back to Uncharted Two and all this kind of stuff? So mm. I'm bouncing between between games. It also started some games that were on PS Plus at the time, but I can't access them anymore. So I'm like, well, do I just buy Medieval, you know, to play through? Because I was like a third of the way through that game and stuff. So hey, you haven't fully announced what these games are, right? Um, well, I did last time. Oh, you did? I, oh, okay, I don't remember you doing. Yeah, that. I mean, like Is it's last in the tab. on there. If you, it's in the tab if you want to bring it up, but it's um, I mean, in terms of the games I plan on playing, um, well, I don't know yet. I really don't know. Last of Us oh, might yeah. not be on there, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So yeah, but uh, but yeah, so eight out of thirteen, not great if you look at it Still from a time good. standpoint. But I can get there. But one the and one a half that, month left. The one that I actually really did try to catch up on is my try out every game added to Game Pass <laughs> in 2022 resolution. Um, so this one I'm currently sitting on. They they start they added a lot of bloody games recently. <laughs> this is a so lot insane. of bloody games. Damn them. So they they've added 163 games to the service. There's one or two that are a bit kind of like, yeah, is it a full game, whatever. But it's 163 games. Uh, of those, 135 I'm um, allowable to try out because most eligible. of them are because <laughs> no, eligible. <laughs> eligible. eligible um most most of them are because i've played them already um but there's a few that are just like the beating game pass before so i'm not interested in that but it's like wait wait like, wait what's that what's that rule that's a weird rule it's been nah, on game pass been, before so i'm not gonna dude, it's not yeah no 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 it's like for instance like the console version was already on there and they had a pc version but it was already on console and it's like nah that's already on game oh Pass, so. okay yeah that's different um that's different so of the 135 i've tried at 129 <laughs> so 96 percent. i yeah i think honestly, it's fine this week i caught up on a lot i played like 14 of the games i hadn't tried out yet there's <laughs> the unfortunate part is this quite games, weak some of those six games, like for instance, Death Loops in there, Death Strandings there, mm. the games that I want to sit down and spend a lot more time with, then and play properly. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to play for thirty minutes, just mark it off. So I want to actually, like, you know, the, just actually give it a really good try. Um, and of you know, I've only covered eighty nine of them on the show, so there's no way I'm going to be able to cover them all on the show, unfortunately. But, but you played them. I'm going. To, I've got something in the works that might kind of, you know. Cover cover games in a more of a bulk fashion. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And I've only completed nine of them, so <laughs> nine of the, 135. Um, so yeah, that's a game pass but, in a nutshell. 
yeah so i'm i'm really confident about the game pass one the playstation one we'll see we'll see um, Wait, what's the game Pass? what's the technical writing because we've we we get so crazy with this play every game mm, try it yeah basically like try out every game that's added mm. to the service in this year in 2022 yeah but it's by so. your own definitions of what every game that's added yeah but it's my resolution so i can do it <laughs> so fuck you um <laughs> it only really says does not include games previously played or ea sports titles interesting yeah that's like that's that was what i added right away at the end but um i uh, should get the to in to double check your to audit uh, you dude like I've, I've played 129 of these bloody games and there's probably gonna but it's three quarters of the way through by the way they're tracking them wouldn't surprise me if there's like 180 bloody games in by the end of the year so it's true. It's true. Blizzard, cool. Acti- Activision, Blizzard might get approved, and they add their whole back catalog. Oh my on god! The 31st they, of December. they go and add all the Call of Duties. Um, that's going to be a, a hell of a time. But <laughs> Just got to spend I'm an hour each. That. I'm like dreading that, man. Because they're good. I'm not saying the bad games, awesome. but it's like going to be. It's like twenty I games, know, dude. There's going to be so many because they might even add all like the old PC ones as yeah, well. Go for so, it. So all you the have to spin-offs. play more. Uh, just installing anyway. them because they're like mega games like the latest ones like Man, you can't like get small versions of them they're like 200 gig each this week i installed like a 90 gig game hated it within the first 15 minutes to bug it out and i'm like that was a 90 gig like, I didn't need to wait. It's like that's the process you poor go children through. in africa are dying from the energy they're creating uh, so you can delete games anyway but uh yeah look uh i don't know how you guys are feeling but um it's uh, i always like talking about resolutions it's fun Hmm. I, I feel cool. like I'm getting more like Mike on these resolutions though. I'm just like, ah, if it's not vibing with me, and stuff, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, it's not like you're gonna lose your, yeah, your it's head or anything. Personal resolution. But I do like MB, holding MB, you to listening. Done any resolution? I, I do like holding you to account though, Swinney. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the only person who holds me to account is me. Now, you have to think of a new Dark Souls one for next year. Because you did this one way too easy. Man, no hit run. Man, no hit run. Man, uh, I already have my 2023 no resolutions. Whoa. Out, so. Is it about Damn, playing less games? You should adopt Mike's one. No <laughs> achievements for the year. No completions. It's like no fap for Swinney. No can, I just talk, can I just talk quickly about something of that, right? Yeah. I One of the games I tried in Game Pass was... It was like Paw Patrol Rally or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw but when game, I right? play a lot of these games, I don't want to unlock an achievement, right? right. Because I don't want the, I, I don't care about having that game on my gamer card and like I just don't want it. It whatever, right? I yeah, just gotta play the whole game. Very so weird. no, what I do is I check out. Okay, what's the what's the first achievement's gonna unlock? So mm. it's almost like what you're saying. And so I'm like, okay, I complete one race. No, sorry, it's like complete a race, win a race. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna come second in this race. <laughs> I'm gonna come second <laughs> in this sad, race. Dude. That's sad. And it said, don't use a skill. So this game, right? Think about a racing game on a controller. It has, you know, controls have triggers. This game doesn't use the, tr- the triggers to accelerate. Yeah, I got stuck kids. in a wall and I'm like, how do I reverse? And I go to press the X button for some reason to reverse because whatever. Uh... And it unlocked an achievement. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So now I've got a Paw Patrol on my rally So now you got to play Paw Patrol and beat no, it. No, I don't have to play it, but now it's like a... Uh, anyway. But uh, oh, man. sorry for that sidetrack. Um, all right. Well, I guess it's time to wrap up the show. Um, next week is episode 100. I don't know what we're going to do yet. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to do anything. Yeah. Pop open some champagne. 
Some champers. Some champers. I, maybe we should ditch the whole show and just do a Bruce tier list Kids. of all the show titles. S <laughs> tier <Okay>. titles. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what the news is like next week. Nah, we just have to oh. ditch it. Doesn't matter what happens. It's probably the biggest news ever. Like the Saudi wealth fund is bought Nintendo. <laughs> so it's like, no, nah, fuck that. <laughs> it's a hundredth episode. We don't if get. that happens, it will be like, screw that. We're doing. Uh, we're redoing the Kemco tier list again for the episode one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Well, there's there are lots of games coming out, but unless there's anything you guys know that we're talking about next week, I think it's uh, time to say goodbye. Right, bye bye. And the show. Everyone. Catches. Ciao.